It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome in the Couch in the Rube, our Friday show, presented by Skyman, premium cannabis, inspiring people to do better, be better, and live better every damn day of their lives. That's every show Skyman sponsors for us. We have a new sponsor alert, Jason. Uh-oh. New sponsor alert. I don't know if we have a sound for that, a sound effect. Uh, we wait, should, wait. We should... Thanks for telling me. Right. <laughs> got the open. Hold on. <laughs> Yes, there you go. perfect, perfect for our new uh, for our new sponsor sound effect. Um, new sponsor, our friends at um, Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management, and um, they're in North uh, or Southeast Michigan. Gotten to know these guys a little bit. Straight shooters, trustworthy guys, Michigan based, but they don't just deal with clients in Michigan. They're not a scared, not scared of distance. So if you're listening to this show. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about them and some of the services they provide and who they are. They are listeners of the show, too. So they're familiar. They're MSU guys, MSU grads, um, Mark and Jay at, uh, at North Coast Wealth Management in Southeast Michigan. And um, good guys. We're glad to have them with us. We've been talking to them for a little bit here, and uh, it was a fit. And you know how that's important to us. We have to feel like we know somebody a little bit, and uh, we can recommend them to our audience. And that was something that uh, – we felt good about, and uh, so North Coast Wealth Management, Mark and Jay, welcome. They are our Friday sponsors, Friday show sponsors, and uh, we're excited to do some stuff with them as well. Thanks, Mark and Jay, but Graham is lying. If there was someone on the street that wanted to hand us $1,000, we would certainly take it. We don't need to know you. To, well, to, to some degree, fit is more important to me <laughs> than it is Jason. Put it that way. I could be bought. Yeah, well, we all have our price. What do we say? $1.8 was my price at one point? Yeah, they can get you to Costa Rica. Yeah. It's a nice price. I just need it. And, and actually, I mean, I should talk to Mark and Jay about that. Like, what should my price be that I can live comfortably the rest of my life and not do a, a, a lick of work? There you go. That's what. Yeah, that, that, that's actually something we should bring them on and ask. It, it, what should all of our price be? What do we need? And, and that's maybe a question this summer we'll ask. How much could you be bought for? That's a good Wednesday question. Well, it take your, 2000 And, and when, when I say be bought, there are different degrees here, right? 
It's be bought to be a hitman. That's one thing. Okay. Be bought to uh, skew your ethics and do something unethical. Mm-hmm. Get um, cheaper. Or be bought just to do something just random without really care or whatever. I mean, there's there's different levels of being bought. Running naked down the street. I always look at it like this. If somebody didn't want me to write a story or report on something, how much would it cost to buy me, buy my silence as a reporter? And it would have to be enough that I could never work in journalism again and I could live in shame. So that I've decided is $1.8 million. That's your price. That's my to price. To not write just one thing or that will get you to retire. We'll never have to hear from you again. Both. Wow. They're, they're simultaneous. Because once you've been bought, you cannot be in journalism. You can't, your ethics are skewed. You cannot be trusted. Once you've been bought, so to me, it's a it's a one point eight million. I you know I'm good. <laughs> I'll walk away. Well, when the wife gets half, you know, yeah, she eventually, is, yeah. Her mom is a divorce lawyer. We've, we've talked about that. Taxes, yeah. Be back here in no time. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we are also going to dig into your groovy donut Twitter questions here momentarily. Uh, some outstanding stuff as always. You guys deliver, and uh, and so we'll get into those. Uh, anything else we want to do first? No, I just hate the Colorado Avalanche forever. They cost you a bet last night. Plus one and a half. Absolutely. Vegas is tough. Vegas is faster than anyone. So I'll be betting on Vegas the next series. Vegas is incredible. They, they dominated that series, and, and I, I made some money on Vegas at the end. And Grinky. I hate uh, Zach Grinky as well. Okay. Those are your hate. Yeah. Well, you know how it goes. When you uh, lose a couple bets, you have to pinpoint it on someone. So Grinky and the abs. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I do hate the Seattle Mariners. See? Um. Because you ought, you ought to be able to win a bullpen day if you're a 30-win baseball team after 65 wins. You ought to beat a you team on be a bullpen day. You should be able to have someone on the field that someone would want to pay a ticket fee to go watch. And neither one of those teams, the Mariners or the Tigers, have one. The Tigers have guys. The Tigers Mize, have Mize. Maybe Mize. That, okay, once every five days. Other than Mize, who, who are you going to pick? I'd go see Turnbull. Shit, get out of here. Scooball? No. I mean, I would go to the ballpark, but not because of them. That's not going to drive you if you see it. Look in the paper, <laughs> look at the paper, uh, and see who's pitching that night. Scooball's going to get you to go. All right, well, let's get in the car and go. I don't think so. Yeah, Mize would do it. Turnbull Mize might would do it. Turnbull sure. might after the no hitter for a little while. You, you get a little bit of a, a run after that, right? Where you're a little interesting. But I'll maybe give you Turnbull. Yeah, I got to say, Seattle having 30 wins already does not speak highly for Major League Baseball. Because that team freaking sucks. They're nowhere near as good as the Tigers. And the Tigers aren't very good. And that's a 500 baseball team almost to this point. And I understand none of their projections come out. And people are pointing that out as a 500 team. But they were about 500 going into the series. Can we just play this first? Buenos tardes. It is time for the Detroit Tigers gambling update. With Gramanito Couch and Jason Nee. Such a great soundtrack. I know. That's why I almost want to keep betting. It's enough. It's worth losing money almost to play that. Or we could just play it and not have to lose money. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. Of course. Uh, the, other, the other thing that happened is um, I got a cameo. My first cameo given to me. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> do we have this available? I got it. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to play this now? Sure. Let's do this. So this was. Oh, not right now. Okay, now well, th- to set this up, um, this is Rick Mahorn. A bad cameo, boy. Yeah. A bad boy. A buddy bought this cameo to me for helping coach his daughter's <laughs> six and under soccer team. And so I get the cameo from Rick Mahorn. Coach Graham, what's going on? This is the bad boy, Rick Mahorn. First and foremost, they want to thank you. Uh, Justin wants to thank you for helping him 
coach's daughter's soccer team, Felicity's soccer team. So that is great because coaching is very important, but also mentorship is very important. How do you approach the game and making sure you build confidence in those young ladies, but also young people so they can they can carry on the tradition, coach. And let me tell you something. I'm a bad boy, always going to be a bad boy. But one thing about a bad boy, they're always good. We always coach. And let me just say this to you. Justin wanted me to tell you, thank you so, so much. But you know what? That's a good thing. And winning those last two games, always better. Keeps the confidence going. But that's how we were as bad boys. We may have lost one game or two games, but we knew we was going to win sooner or later. Keep that dedication, Coach. Have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the year. And look forward to wishing you congratulations for undefeated season next year. Hey, by the way, Rick, uh, thanks for doing that. But uh, Graham, Coach Couch, doesn't have a kid on the team. If that freaks you out, it's at all. not creepy, man. It's not creepy. She's a god. She's my godchild, at least. I, okay, but <laughs> hey, that was listen. Rick Mahorn did a hell of a job. That was a minute five yeah. of coming up with with something to to say to say. You don't think we could do that? I'm telling you, we need no. to do cameo. No, if we got if if we had a request to do someone because they co- help coach a six year old soccer team to talk about that for a minute. I mean, Rick Mahorn earned every dollar of that forty four dollars, dude. We we do an hour or two of bullshit three days a week. We can do a yeah, minute but we're of bullshit. Yeah, talking about Hawaii spa and shit. I enjoy. It's I no mean, different. I can I can do any script of something that maybe. But if you're just like oh, on the top of your head, you have to be nice to someone about them coaching six year olds. I, I can do it. do it. I can. Do I know it. you could do it. So I'll just stand there and I'll just be like, hey, you're not. What do you think, Rube? Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very nice to hear from Rick Mahorn. Would have been nicer if it was Grant Long, and he had said something like, "I've had to come to terms with the fact that." In a three-on-three game, you, you got the best of me? See, I thought that's where it was going when yeah. you sent it to me. I thought there would be something in there about Grant I don't. Long, I don't think I've talked to my buddy, Justin, as much about the Grant Long uh, deal I call as bullshit. That is like your intro to, to be when you meet new people or anyone. <laughs> that comes up somehow in conversation. It, it's true. It's like these Twitter questions. <laughs> really good set of Twitter questions today. By the way... Uh, Skyman, this weekend, it's the Lansing, it's their anniversary sale. So if you're in Lansing, uh, 20%, 25% off uh, preferred Skyman brands at any of the three Lansing area locations. So that's East Lansing, the two in Lansing, and uh, that's the one on, on, on South Cedar, and, and also there on, um, on Saginaw headed toward East Lansing, like Saginaw, Pennsylvania area. So great specials. They're celebrating their anniversary for being in Lansing and um, go to any of those three locations. And again, anywhere throughout the state, there's SkyMints within about uh, half an hour of everybody. That feels like that's the way they set it up. And uh, you can use the promo code COUCHINRUBE20 for 20% off. Go to SkyMint.com for location information and daily specials. All right, do we want to dig into these groovy don't questions? We should do that. Right. Eric Schultz, of course, up first. I'm heading out west on a road trip next week. Any chance you guys can do a four-hour show on Wednesday? Wow, I don't know. Uh, it would really help the drive if I could listen to you guys while driving through yet another godforsaken Nebraska cornfield. Recommendation, Eric. Don't listen to Monday's show until you're on the drive. Then Damn. it's th- at least three hours. That's three hours right there. Yeah. Skip a show. Yeah. I know it'll be tough. This is not the greatest time of year to do a four-hour show. I mean, we could we can be bought now. We just uh, we just gave spoke you a about cameo. Yes, it's not going to be one point eight million. I think five hundred dollars cash. 
we get it done. Get a four-hour show done. What if we do it that cameo? We just do shows. People request two-hour shows. Personal two-hour shows. <laughs> Personal two-hour. Oh, my God. Incredible. Taking callers to family members. I would love it. Holy shit. That would suck. Oh, man. Uh, next one from Eric. What's the worst state you've ever driven through? Mine is Missouri. No question. It's a good question. It's a frame of mind situation, right? Because sometimes flat farmland, like I, I enjoy like central Illinois and the, and the, the forever corn stalks and, and even two-lane two roads anywhere I'm pretty good on. I don't know. Where's your worst? I mean, what does he mean by worse? Like worse scenery, just kind of boring? Just, because... Yeah, just where you remember being like, this sucks. Oh, Indiana? Absolutely, Indiana. Iowa, definitely. But I'm kind of like, it's okay if there's nothing out there to look at. So I'm the same way. Like, like for me, it's it's the repetitive nature. Like, I hate I-80 in Ohio because when I was covering the Mac, which I do when I live in Kalamazoo, by the way. Mm, okay. um, yeah, I used to have a lot of trips to freaking Akron and Kent State and cutting through to go to up to Buffalo afterwards and all that. You know, so I learned to hate I-80 because it was just the same. It's just boring as shit. I, it's a big I will highway. say Wyoming, it's beautiful, but man, you never with their weather, you have no idea. Like there could be a hailstorm that just swings right in, yeah, out of you know out of nowhere. So Wyoming is nerve wracking. Yes, yeah, so I'll put it at Ohio for me. Uh, Bo McJunkins up next. Where do you think AJ Hoggard fits next year? Down thirty three pounds. That's impressive. I'm rooting for the kid. It seems like he's been written off already. So, 33 pounds? Yeah, that's good, isn't it? I mean, that's impressive. And he, and he, he was a little bit of a pudgy kid. Um, it is. He does seem written off, though, right? He's never part of the conversation. It's And, and look, that frankly, if they really loved him, they would not have brought in Tyson Walker. Right. So they brought in a kid who they expect to be their point guard for at least the next two years when they had a kid who was going to be a sophomore next year. But Hogarth showed glimpses of being that guy, but really – Going into next season, you really can't go with with AJ like that. You, you can do and that. Bring you, someone in; it's you, not a big deal. And you can't do it with a freshman. Timing is rough sometimes, and that's why they didn't or they didn't want to do it with Akins. I, I thought with Jaden Akins and Hogard, they might have been okay, but it was a big might. And if you got to next year in Big Ten season and you still didn't have a point guard who was ready to play the level and consistency you need, and the team was suffering again, then that's a real mistake. It happens one year, that happens. Happens two years, then it's really on the coaches. Like, what the hell are you doing? They had to go get a guy. They got a guy in a position of need. We, I mean, that's exactly what Doug Wojcik, Wojcik said on the show Wednesday. Um, but, again, I give him credit, A, for not leaving, for sticking around to compete. That's a heck of a, you know, they're bringing in a couple of guys. And, and, obviously, Aikens can be a, a combo guard. Um, we'll see if, you know, the, with the ability to transfer at any time without sitting out, he could – he can reassess after next year. Where is he in the program? How many minutes is he getting? What's his future there? And um, there, the thing is, and I think people will start to realize this a little bit, the smart kids will in the transfer stuff. You can have a decent situation where you're not playing right away. And kids are going to have to start realizing that. If you get a chance to develop and play at Michigan State and say he gets one year at the end where he is the starting point guard, and ideally you'd want more than that. But you're the starting dude at a place like MSU, and you're legit, and you're trying to get somewhere. That's not – I mean, you're not a one-and-done kid anyway. Where are you going to go where it's going to be a lot better, where you're going to get to play right away? If you're A.J. Hoggard, where do you go next year in major college basketball that you get to be the starting point guard after the year you had? Probably nowhere. nowhere. So why not be at Michigan State in a, in a great program where they've turned out some good point guards 
having to earn it and get better. And, and, and you know what? If later on it looks like the opportunity is not where you want it and you're a better player, you go somewhere else. Bo McJunkins with this question. Does anyone else see the irony in athletes re- refusing the vaccine because the, the lack of data long-term, of long-term effects? Excuse me. But these are the same guys who, make, who take multiple non-FDA-approved supplements like candy, can't trust Fauci, but fuck yeah, GNC. Well, there's lots of hypocrisy with that stuff. I mean, the Cubs are dealing with it. Lots of people are dealing with it. Yeah, it. you know, whatever. We They got to, fake steroids at, at GNC? I'm just saying, if you won't take the vaccine, I don't want to see you in the drive-thru at McDonald's. I don't want to see you with that large Coke and fries. And a lot of but that tastes delicious. That it, I'm just saying long-term effects. A magnet doesn't stick to my chest, Graham, when I eat a Big Mac. The the, the odds that a, that a Whopper or Big Mac are going to kill you before the vaccine are pretty high. Yeah, I saw you all anti-fast food on Twitter yesterday. That was rich. I was just—I I just look at the people who might not be sponsors, <laughs> and I'm like, I can go after them. Telling us the dream team killed us by promoting Big Macs. <laughs> this is fucking prime couch on Twitter. Uh, Bo McJunkins with this question: I thought we were fucked when people put gas in plastic bags, but a lady thinking a vaccine magnet—oh, he's talking about that—a vaccine magnet made a key stick to her skin at a hearing. Safe to say, we're done for as a society, right? Sorry for the F-bombs today. Bo needs a gummy. Bo needs a trip to Skyman. It's, it's true. Uh, yeah. person, Bo. By the way, I think I'm off from the LSJ for the next week. Got some other stuff to do, so Skyman is going to be a big part of my life. Blaze it up. Yeah. Uh, nine in the morning, Skyman. Boom. Get some dabs. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> there have been some funny things with the, the magnet, uh, being magnetic, some funny videos out there, including Peter Meyer, the uh, congressman. There are lots of people who are just weird, right? Don't yeah. eat a Big Mac, though, in front of Graham. Don't do not do that. Don't enjoy yourself. Don't catch me in the wrong moment on Twitter when I just feel like I need to weigh <laughs> in. It's the best. Oh, shoot. Spartan 18770 up next. The Mark Montgomery hire feels like a retread hire, much like D'Antonio's hire of Treadwell the second time around. What are your thoughts on his hire, Graham? I do have some th- thoughts on this, and I'll give them to you in, in just a sec. Uh, But if you have questions about investing for retirement, Social Security benefits, saving for your kids' college education, anything investment-related, I'm telling you, Mark and Jay uh, at North Coast Wealth Management can help. Let's say you have a 401k from a prior employer that's just sitting there. They can help you figure out the smartest use of those funds. Maybe you sold a business or recent inheritance, and you want to get that money working for you in the market. Mark and Jay can provide advice on how to best invest those funds. You can find them online at northcoastwm.com. That's northcoastwm.com. And give them a call at 248-626-2000. If you hate talking on the phone, shoot them an email, info at northcoastwm.com. Again, you don't need to be in Michigan. They're in Michigan, but distance doesn't scare them. All right, back to the Twitter questions. He was talking, He was asking about Mark Montgomery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so here's the thing. I, I do know that when Mark Montgomery left, Izzo was hoping he'd find something. I think Izzo was... I don't want to say ready for new blood, but Mark Montgomery had been there a long time. He had interviewed a number of places and not gotten anywhere. And he went to Northern Illinois, which is a horrible basketball school. It's a tough place to win. But when you've been humbled like that, and Mark D'Antonio, uh, Mark D'Antonio, um, Tom Izzo talked about this the other day in his office when there were several of us writers there about Mark Montgomery and about how he's a different guy when he comes back. Like you, when you've been a head coach somewhere and you've seen all the problems in a program and all the challenges and had to deal with everything as the, the, the nameplate on the program, you're much, you're just a different, you're, you're a better coach. 
and you're better for it. And you, you've seen different situations. And you're, you're, I don't know. I, I think, you know, he said Mark Montgomery had to interview for that job. It was not just given to him. It wasn't just, hey, let's call Mark, uh, Mark Montgomery. And he really liked what he heard, and he really thinks he's somebody who can help. So, um, again, are there if you could you go outside? Could you find somebody who has a totally different voice than you've heard? Yeah, but if you're Tom Izzo at this point, that's not probably not what you're going to do unless you really think you need it. And they had a rough year, but the year before that, they were arguably a Final Four team that won their third straight Big Ten title. The year before that, they were in the Final Four. I mean, I don't think Izzo thinks they need to reinvent the wheel at all, and he's got a guy he trusts and a guy who he liked what he heard from, and uh, so. Again, are there, you know, and, and, and those jobs too, like that fourth assistant, that recruiting director position, um, it's not like you can go out there and just hire the top assistant off, you know, Gonzaga staff. That's not how it works. Next one from Spartan. If the MSU football coach hire was during the pandemic and not before, does MSU spend $6 million for their coach? That's a really good question. Um, I think they do. Do you? Yeah. After all, it would have been. They get turned down by Fickle. The optics would have been rough. It would have been a. Ba- it would have been a, a tough deal, to be honest. And because you you just had layoffs in the program, you're cutting the swimming and diving program. You've halted, uh, you know, certain um, upgrades and facilities, all those sort of things. And to spend the way, maybe on the head coach, they would have done it. I don't know that they would have the staff allotments, but then I don't know if you get the head coach. That would have been a tough deal because the market requires what the market requires. And frankly, it required doing what they did. Do I think coach football coaches make way too much money? Yeah. But Michigan State is not the place to make that statement. You'll just lose. They want to make that statement at Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, that really 500000 ought to be enough. They might be okay. Who knows? Not at MSU. So you, you spend what the market is. But that's a good question. I don't know that they could have gone that high. Next one from Spartan. If MSU can play football in 100-degree weather at Arizona and Florida, why can't those same teams play up here in 20-degree weather in November? So this stems from comments that were made. So it appears college football is going to a 12-team playoff, right? And Are you that, happy? I am. I actually like the 12-team idea. I, I liked eight, was good with it. 16 seems about 12, I'm good with. I, I think it – because I like the idea of six uh, – the top six – conference champions in terms of rankings getting in because I think it also opens the door occasionally if the Pac-12 is shit for a second um, non-power five to get in it is an automa- automatic bid for a, a conference champion and I think it's great that Notre Dame can't, can't get a first round bye I love that I love that none, they're an independent none of the independents get a, can get a first round bye that's, that's amazing but one of the comments that was made about so they're going to have the first the quarterfinals so four teams get to buy in the next eight play. The next eight, those first-round games, are going to be on campus sites. And the concern of, I don't think we should be playing in East Lansing um, on January 7th. And high school kids just did it. And it's cold. They do it in FCS. And I get that it's not a lot of fun. Don't First of all, don't play it in January 7th. Play it in late December. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, Arizona is – I don't even understand how people live in Arizona most of the year. I get that in the, the winter it's probably pleasant. In mid-September, when I was there for that Michigan State game a couple years ago, it was god-awful. Like, I was taking baby steps and nearly paid a kid to carry my bag so I wouldn't be sweating by the time I got to the press box, from the Uber to the press box. It's not not an inhabitable place. Like, I don't understand. Do we fight Mexico for Arizona at any point in a war? Like, why do we do that? Like, it's just who wants to live there? I don't get it. A lot of people do. Um, But I, 
You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling in Michigan with a 90-degree day. I don't, want, I don't want any of that shit. Again, if you can play in 100-degree weather, you can play in zero-degree weather, um, and it, it's about time that some schools started coming up north. And lastly, from Spartan, 18770, Jason and Graham, which would you give up, A, sports gambling during the college football bowl playoff season, or B, Sky Mint during family, friends, get-togethers during this holiday season? All right, where are you here? Holy shit. Uh, but I can bet on any, any other sport. Right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. All right, Skyman it is. You're, you're keeping Skyman. Hell yeah. 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 I quit drinking. I mean, I need something during these events. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm sorry. I mean, as much as I love gambling, A, it would probably help me if I just stopped. True. You know, it would be better for me overall. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just Skyman to this point is, is part of the fabric of my being. So we're going to go ahead and uh, – and and absolutely uh, absolutely keep that. Uh, Good by the, question though. Yeah. Also, uh, before we go on, remember Groovy Donuts. Great way, great great thing to make part of your weekend. The last two weekends, Groovy Donuts has been, has been part of mine. It has definitely improved it. Um, just some fantastic, fantastic uh, offerings and specials. You go to GroovyDonuts.com. You buy merchandise there too. Uh, you see me wearing the hat. You see us wearing the shirts once in a while. Um, but if if you've got a party, gender reveal. Gender transition, whatever the party is, I go to groovydonuts.com. They'll cater it. They'll uh, they'll set you up so you have um, you know a selection of of, of donuts that uh, for for your crew. Especially now that we're getting out of this area where we can actually we're getting to this area where we can hang out again. Backyard party. Um, yeah, but you don't go outside. It's too hot. Well, I don't. But other people indoor party. You have one of those small fans, like my grandma Nick used to have. I got a lot of window units and a, a 25-year-old central air unit that doesn't really work. But uh, go to GroovyDonuts.com. Make Groovy Donuts part of your weekend. Two locations, Lake Lansing Road and East Lansing and also uh, in Williamston. Maybe, maybe up next, when have you been irrationally stubborn? This morning, probably. Yeah. You? What's right. your last one you can remember? Like, just stubborn. Mm. That's a tough one. You know, the the grocery thing, when you have a full cart of groceries, I will never go to the, the scan, the check scan. If I have more than, than 20 items, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm waiting in line. You are. Yeah, yeah. I'm stubborn about that, and Therese hates that. She wants to cheat the system. It's not really cheating the system because at those checkouts, self-checkouts, I just feel like all of a sudden if you have a full basket, they're putting you to work. Now all of a sudden I have to do all this work at a checkout thing with only four bags. They do allow you to check out there, so I would rather wait like fifteen minutes in a line. Yeah, I'm stubborn every day about certain things. I don't like. I go on a couple walks with my mother, and when it gets hot like this, I will not go on a walk if it means I'm going to break a sweat. If I'm not about to immediately shower, so now everything has to be timed, and I'm cranky about that. You know, things like that. It's just I'm uh, <laughs> like it's eighty year old man. How am I even married? That's the question, right? <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Dan P. up next. Is it the job of beat writers to dig into a story or protect their sources and be considered the nicest reporter on the planet asking for 850 friends? Now, the job of, of beat writers is to dig into a story. And um, now you, you also have to um, protect sources depending on, you know, those aren't mutually exclusive. If you've got a source you, you promise to protect, you have to protect them. That's part of the ethics of it. But there's, you know, kind of the old saying that if, if you're not making people uncomfortable, you're just doing PR. I disagree with that to some d- degree. I mean, if you tell a good story about somebody, that 
you do a lot of research on and you, you tell a story that winds up being heartwarming, that's not PR. That's kind of a, a, a cranky investigative journalist just saying that. But um, I, again, you should, you, <laughs> the idea is not to make your sources happy. You're not writing for your sources. And uh, do you occasionally, uh, you know, I mean, the whole thing is about relationships. So you have to, you can't be a total dick to everybody. Nobody will talk to you. Um, but that the job is not to write for them. You're not, you don't work for Tom Izzo. You don't work for uh, the University of Michigan. You don't work for, you, you work for um, your readers. And you want to serve them by giving them the story and full truth as much as you can. Jay Schneider up next. Jason, who plays Graham in the Graham Couch story? Too much betting, too much raccoon time, and too many bad prognostications on MSU sports. What a lengthy title. <laughs> Dave Coulier, Boris Johnson, or Jeff Daniels? A dumb and dumber Jeff Daniels. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I was thinking like Jason Siegel. Really? Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Boris Johnson would, I mean, it's doppelganger, but he's not going to do it, right? And all these guys are a lot older than me, so thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, Dave Coulier was an adult when I was like an eight-year-old watching Full House. Cut it out. <laughs> Boris Johnson's definitely 15 years older than me. And Jeff Daniels was a 30-year-old adult when I was like a 14-year-old laughing at Dumb and Dumber. So I just want to put that out there. I think Jeff Daniels is like 60. And Dave Coulier does the same stand-up act that he did like 30 years ago. It's it's really sad. That is sad. Farty Spartan Silver Pig <laughs> up next. Do you think your team that uh, couldn't make the four-team college football play, uh, playoffs can all of a sudden compete with Bama, MSU, and Washington? Both made the college football playoff just to get slapped by Bama, and that was with only four teams allowed in. College football playoffs should be about finding the best team, not participation. I'm with you, but I, I also think there are years that like the year Ohio State won it in 2014, they were a mighty underdog. A lot of people didn't think they should get in, and they won it. So if they hadn't gotten in, not that many people would have complained, and then the best team would not have gotten in. You could argue the year TCU got left out. They might have been the best team. It's not happened often, and now we've had these these sort of dominant pairings of Bama and Clemson for a little bit now. And part of the problem is because they always get in, the rich get richer in recruiting. I think I think it, it sort of success feeds success, and – it's just not fair to the rest of the teams in the sport now. But how did we get to twelve? What did I miss? I mean, we were talking about an eighteen playoff, and now that not happening. Yeah. Now we're at twelve, and it's likely. Yeah, I think I think people wanted more at larges. If you're going to do the conference title requirements, um, to, or going to allow or have the auto bids for conference champions, and it's not based on Power Five. It's just the top six ranked, um, you know, in the uh, college football playoff poll, and so. I don't mind this because think about the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is 64 teams. It's cool. For a lot of teams, getting in is their championship. For some teams, getting to a Sweet 16 is a banner. It's their championship. Every program will have its different place. Getting in will be a big deal for somebody. You know, for a mid-major or a, or a, a middling, um, high, you know, high-major program that has a little bit of a run, that will be a big deal. That will be a legendary team at that school, and there's nothing wrong with that being part of the college football playoff, especially since bowl games themselves have lost so much luster. Here's the thing. If you have, you know, in, in the old days, if getting to the Holiday Bowl was something you talked about for 20 years, that Holiday Bowl team, that was a really good team. That was a fun experience. Great. But now it's eh. So now you, you almost need to – the bowl games just don't have that for a special season. So a special season almost needs to include the playoff. 
And I'm glad they did this. I hated the idea of four teams with five major conferences. I hated that there was no real path for the little guy. Um, and, and and I'm really excited about the 12-team playoff because I think it gives just a lot more people a realistic chance. You know, Northwestern last year playing Ohio State in that um, Big Ten championship game would have been playing for a spot in the playoff. Think about how big that is. Now, they didn't win it, but it's – when you're playing in that conference championship game, you get there, you've got a path to the playoff, and that's really cool. Next one from Farty Pig. What's your best tailgating experience and why? Thinking of driving from Maryland with the crew for the MSU-PSU game just for the tailgate. Just bring food, beer, and throw a TV and an antenna in the back of the expedition. I've not done a lot of tailgating, to be honest, because I've been covering college football since I was 25. Uh, pretty much every Saturday. So you came out for a couch in the Rube tailgate that we've we've done. I did. That, that was kind of counts. That was probably my best experience tailgating. It was <laughs> hanging out with you and and Andrew and Monica and then that whole crew. Right. I mean, that was a great that was a great day. Right. Um, I've you know I've met people at tailgates, but I couldn't drink. That's the other problem. Like I couldn't really partake because I had to go cover the game. And I've had some nights before games that were a little uh, Tallahassee 06. The day. That Bo, the weekend that Bo Schembechler died, I had one of my more memorable times covering game Western Michigan at uh, Florida State, and um, we'll get into Bo Schembechler here in a in a second and some of the Twitter questions. I was about but, to say, what a segue! Yeah, How did you weave that in there. I just yeah, I've, I haven't had a lot. I've had, I, but it always looks like fun, and uh, I just haven't. Uh, it's not. Yeah, and someday if I'm not covering college football, I look forward to. It. All right, next one from Farty Silver Pig. Supposedly, Bo Schembechler told his son to toughen up and punched him after he told Bo about being molested. Anderson offered victims Vietnam deferrals in exchange for sexual acts. How was this covered up so well for so long? Hundreds of victims. Yeah, well, it's it's not something that people want out there, right? And it's it's something that victims were ashamed of, uh, given the era especially. And, um, and people, victims probably thought they were alone in this, and then hearing victims come out and speak probably gets more people to... And people, speak. It, it sounds like they were intimidated by Bo, and and it, it it doesn't sound like his. I mean, it sounds like Bo Schembechler, based on what his son and um, others said yesterday, sort of weaponized sexual abuse to, um, you know, to to uh, it, it's, it's it's really what if what is said yesterday was is true, um, I it's really really bad for Bo Schembechler's legacy, and and I don't know since he's no longer around. Uh, how there's going to be a whole lot to counter that, right? And um, I, I think his legacy is tarnished. I think that the statue will come down. I think Schembechler Hall will be renamed. I think all that stuff. I think that he'll come off the trophy for the Big Ten. All that stuff's going to happen uh, really quickly. Nick Palmer up next. Uh, chances Juwan Howard leaves Michigan within the next three years for the NBA. I would uh, – I don't know. I mean, it, I think it depends what happens a little bit at Michigan. I think he's got a mission there a little bit, and he's got a, he's got a you know – unfinished business and he came there to do something and maybe he just loves it maybe he'll coach there 15 20 years but i think at the bare minimum he wants to recruit his guys have it be his program and take a stab at getting the final four and winning a national title i think to leave now would be like what was that why'd you do that what was that for and um so three years seems a bit quick but if he were to win in the next couple and there was a really cool NBA gig, I could see it happening. I think eventually he coaches in the NBA. I think I've changed my tune on coaching in the NBA because I was watching the game, the Nets game last night, and it looks like it's great. You just go in and you just say some obvious shit, and these guys are professionals. It's not like you have to teach Kevin Durant how to do anything, right? 
And you just sit there, you get, you know, first class private jets and travel well and 19 different coaches behind you. They need to stop micing coaches or if they're going to mic coaches, they need to make sure I would say if I were a coach, hey, make sure you record my X's and O's part. I know that's not the part that I want the other people to hear, but otherwise it's just motivational speaking bullshit. All right, guys, got to keep your hands up now. Keep your hands up on D down there. Move your feet. We got a rebound. This is an intense moment. <laughs> this is a key time. No shit, dude. Uh, you're getting paid block for that. out, boys. Come yeah. on, we got to block out. The part they show on TV, I could be an NBA coach. Clearly, I mean, without question. I mean, Budenholzer. I mean, like, what? You're just saying some obvious shit. Yeah. Well, that's because I don't think they're allowed to, sh- to show I the know, other part. But I know, but it's just like, how do you? I get it. It's tough to motivate, and guys are just staring off into the distance, like they're listening to a a story about uh, oatmeal. <laughs> uh, up next is Dave Bergman alive today? Asks, is Dave Bergman still alive? <laughs> he is not. No. Unless <laughs> Graham's going to bring him back again. I didn't mean to kill Dave Bergman. Dude, um, you killed him, brought him back, killed him again. It was one of I mean, the most. so I mean, impressive. There are so many different segments we've had, and so many different things on this show that prove that I shouldn't be doing this. That's the best. Yes, and you should be. That's why it's fun. That's one that probably says it most. Nobody most wants to hear professional bullshit. They want to hear a couple guys talking sports and killing Dave Bergman. Uh, I, the next one's going to take a minute, so I don't want to dig that in, into that for the top of the hour. We got John up next, then Therese. Oh, shit. Therese, Jason's fiance, weighs in. Justin Hill, David Jackson, uh, Gavin Haas, our 15-year-old, TT, Atticus, Tyler, Andrew Gautier, Wesley Collins. We're, we're going to be here a while, Jason. You ready? Yeah, it's hot in here. It is hot in here. We're gonna, but we're going to be here a bit. Uh, we will be back with more of your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Couch in the Roo, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis and North Coast Wealth Management. Mary Stucco with Education Unfiltered. Education is so important, and it doesn't mean you have to have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. It's really about what is best for you and what you need to take, whether it's a certificate or studying something in the trades or you need an associate's degree to further develop yourself. There's a great opening for people at all ages and at all stages of life who are looking to go back into education and redevelop themselves. Check out my latest podcast with Central Michigan University's Actuarial Science Program. Like and subscribe to Spotlight Podcasts on our YouTube and Facebook pages and watch all my episodes. Or you can listen in on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play by simply searching Education Unfiltered. This is Mary Stucco. See you soon with more conversation on Education Unfiltered. When it's your moment, that once-in-a-lifetime moment, you don't just want jewelry. You can get that anywhere. You want a memory that will go down in history, your history, your moment. 
We're Metawar, crafted with exquisite style, quality, and love. So your present will be stunning every time you look at it, every time someone notices it, and they will notice. We've devoted our lives to this art, and we're proud to share it with you. The gift you want to give is here. Metawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, Portage, and Brighton. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Great to be with you, Michael Patrick. You're the show I would want to be on. Forget those other ones. Michael Patrick, it's always a pleasure to be on the air with the Key and B Airways. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> That's a very good question. Those are all great questions. Good morning. Thank you. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden says the nation knows firsthand the tragedy of the pandemic is the death toll near 600,000. That's why he wants to help save lives worldwide. America will be the arsenal of vaccines in our fight against COVID-19. Speaking in the UK, Biden confirmed the government will donate 500 million doses of Pfizer's corona vaccine to other countries. A suspected tuberculosis outbreak is being monitored at a Georgia state prison. Health officials there confirm one inmate at the Wheeler Correctional Facility tested positive last month. The next NBA season will reportedly start on time after the current one was delayed due to the pandemic. According to The Athletic, the next season is reportedly slated to begin October 19th. That would put the NBA back on its regularly scheduled format to allow for 82 games. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Michael Patrick Shields here with Matt Rhodes at Dusty Cellar. 2020 is gone. There's some things I won't miss, but there sure are some things here I want to hold on to. Yeah, as unusual as 2020 was, there'll be one concept for 2021 and that our 6 for 60 wine club is going strong and will continue to do so for the upcoming year. I know you added some options, the Pinot Grigio, the Rosé, Parducci, and all the reds and whites and mixed. Going to do the same this year? Absolutely. We'll carry on with all the variations of the club we offered this past year and we'll be looking for more creative new club ideas as the year goes on. I do like those top shelf, top 100 selections. You have over 100 wines offered at $15 or less, but they're all highly rated by a wine publication. Will you keep that up? Absolutely. 100 wines, red, white, rosé, dry, sweet, whatever your taste will have a wine for you at $15 or less, a highly rated wine, a great value. Cheers. And you can join me in the Dusty Cellar 6 for 60 Wine Club. Just pop on DustyCellar.com and have a look or go on into the store on Grand River in Okemos, just a little east of the Meridian Mall. Cheers, Michael. I'm Tony Cuthbert with your Spotlight Sports Update. Robbie Grossman had three RBI to help the Tigers to an 8-5 win over the Seattle Mariners yesterday. Grossman smacked a two-run homer while Jonathan Scope and Jake Rogers each hit a solo shot in the win. Detroit and the Chicago White Sox begin a three-game series tonight at Comerica Park. The Tigers have placed outfielder Derek Hill, pitcher Derek Holland, and pitcher Ronnie Garcia on the 10-day injured list. Hill suffered a shoulder sprain in Wednesday's loss to Seattle. Holland has an inflamed shoulder and Garcia sprained his left knee. Detroit called up outfielder Daz Cameron and pitchers Alex Lang and Bo Burrows from AAA Toledo to fill the roster spots. And the Lions wrapped up mandatory minicamp in Allen Park yesterday. No serious injuries were reported this week, but cornerback Jeff Okuda was one of four players held out of drills yesterday. Detroit returns to the practice field next week. What do you get 
when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Roo. Welcome to Hour 2 of Couch and the Roo, presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis, helping people feel better, do better, and just be better every damn day of their lives. And our Friday show, brought to you by North Coast Wealth Management. That's Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management, both Michigan State Spartans, class of 95. Uh, These are smart guys. Mark's a certified financial planner. Jay's a lawyer, both licensed, experienced wealth advisors. Uh, guys you can trust, guys I've gotten to know a little bit here, and um, we're going to talk more about them uh, throughout the days and times. They are our new Friday show sponsor. Uh, you can uh, find them online at northcoastwm.com. It's northcoastwm.com. Shoot them an email at info at northcoastwm.com, or give them a call, 248-626-2000. Uh, located in southeast Michigan, but distance is not an issue for them, and that's one thing we've learned during the pandemic, that... Uh, you can uh, can do anything from just about anywhere uh, for certain. All right, you ready to dig back into these groovy donut Twitter questions? Sure, my friend. John, up next. Uh, if you were made, if you made a confidence pool to pick the fall Big Ten season standings, how would you pick? You get the points of each accurate pick. One point for picking the first place. Two points for the second, etc. Pick both divisions. I would argue picks three to seven in each division are toss ups. Yeah, well, it's it's Ohio State. And one side, um, you know, maybe is it is it is it Iowa on the other? Is it is it Wisconsin? Um, and and I don't, I frankly don't know beyond Ohio State where Penn State's going to be next year. Um, and, and I mean, who do you feel confident in in the West Division? I know you mentioned Iowa. You feel confident in Iowa? No, and, and Minnesota may have a bounce back year. Like I, I think it's really tough. I think it's it that's but that's part of the great thing about football is is big 10 football other than ohio state which is sort of run away with things is there is uh even purdue is risen indiana's risen indiana might be the team this year that's number two in the in the east and challenges ohio state to some degree so there there is a um you know Rutgers has gotten better nobody's stuck sucking which i think is uh is a really positive thing next one from john not a question but the best part of the zoom pro, uh, press conferences are the outfits and backgrounds. Can't beat the Zoom call tank top from an early Mel Tucker press conference. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah, there were some interesting backgrounds. Is that you? No, I didn't do a tank. I don't do tank tops. In a, oh, I'm well. a professional here. I at least wear a t-shirt and basketball shorts. <laughs> Never know. Uh, Trees up next. Watching the Jazz game. There were sections with the same shirt as they were handed out uh, to that section to wear. They were color-coordinated. How do they determine the sizes they need for that section? Survey of ticket holders, a bunch of each size, one size fits most. Thank you, SkyMint. <laughs> I love this question from Therese. It was SkyMint infused. Did she ask it to you first? Yes. And what was your answer? I, I just said they give everybody a double XL. I don't think it's a double XL because I've had them before where they didn't fit. Usually it's like an XL though, or a large. It's big on. It's you big just on sat there with smaller an people. Extra tight shirt on. No, I just didn't put it on. Yeah, but it's a great question because. Right, you want you is want it, people to wear them. Is it a great it's one? It's a great question, Therese. Oh. You keep them coming. I, 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 yeah, they try to find a size that it is. Uh, that is a good question, though. You probably should put two on every seat if you want. You know, one that's like a large and one that's a double XL. Jesus, 
put two shirts on every seat? Yeah. It appeared that everyone, you know, they fit into their shirts. Yes, and they must go. They must just run large. And, you know, yeah, you're swimming in it if you're a smaller person. Justin Hill up next. Did you guys get a chance to read Mitch Albom's article on Anderson and Bo? I'm blown away that someone with this, his stage could write something like that. It's he said, she said when it's two people, but not when it's hundreds of people. This was disgraceful. It was not a great column. And, and you know, look, there are points of it that were okay, but tone was missing in it. The, the, the tone was way too – I mean, I understand that Bo's son has not gotten along with Bo Schembechler in a long time. But this, you know, this is not just Bo's son. This is, uh, you know, other – this is victims out there. There are people that have conversations with Bo and been intimidated by him. I, just the – it was not the day for that column. And I and – I, look, I understand that – that he's not a his his adopted son here is not a perfect uh, source or witness in some degree, but it was, and I understand Bo's not around to answer for it, which is too bad. But yeah, it was not. I was not impressed with with his column. It felt like something a guy would write in 1995. And I'm not just saying that just to sound woke. Like you can you can write the column. That's a little more nuanced and 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 doesn't just buy everything that's said and says you know this is you know and and really dives into questions, but it was a little too questioning of what was being said. It basically said there are multiple truths, and we didn't get to hear the third one, Bo's truth, and that's a little mm, I don't know. David Jackson up next is Harbaugh's ringing endorsement of Bo Schembechler's legacy going to end up biting him on the ass. And so, might the upcoming 20-point-plus loss to Ohio State lead to an immediate firing like Bobby Williams received after his 2002 no-show loss to Michigan? Yes, I was at that shit show. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a tone-deaf, and obviously it was really bad considering what just came out. It was a tone-deaf thing last week. He was at Ferris State at a basketball or a football camp. And, you know, I, I don't love – this is where you, making yourself more available is helpful. And schools and coaches fuck this up all the time. They just do. Because – Bo Schembechler's at a camp where he's trying it's a sound mind, sound body, or whatever it was, and he's dealing with reporters because he's available there. Whereas if you make yourself available earlier and better and more often and are more accessible, that's not the scenario, and you have time to think it through. You could do something earlier. Places screw this up all the time, and then you wind up. D'Antonio screwed this up. You know, D'Antonio winds up his retirement presser asking answering questions about Austin Robertson in part because you know if you'd called Dan Murphy back or made yourself a little excessive I'm not saying they had to be happy with ESPN over at Michigan State and and ESPN what they did with Antonio and Izzo with the 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 big uh marquee on the screen with with Larry Nasser was is egregious and the way they conflated those two stories and then want a Peabody fuck Peabody's if you win a Peabody you might as well wipe your ass with it okay but that said Dan Murphy's a good reporter. I know Dan Murphy, and and that's not just why he's a good reporter. I know Dan Murphy, and he's covered this Michigan story thoroughly. And if you just make yourself available sometimes, that doesn't become a question there. Answer the tough questions somewhere else. Um, And again, so that said, I don't think, though, that Harbaugh, that might have been Harbaugh's experience with Bo Schembechler, that he was a guy who was, you know, that he didn't know anything about it. He was a guy who handled business, and that's his perception of it. And this is not a Jim Harbaugh story. And uh, I don't, you know, obviously you want to have a a better tone and tact, but a lot of these coaches don't. And so I, I, I give him, I don't want to say a pass, but I don't, 
I don't but it blame is, him. I mean, it. it's not a Jim Harbaugh story solely, but he is weaved throughout this story. Well, and he, and he, he, is, he did know Bo, and he was there around that time. So. And he, yeah, and he's part of the legacy of that. I mean, look, Michigan football is what it is because of Bo Schembechler, right? That's the way. I mean, you know, I mean, certainly if you put it in his record against modern times, he, didn't, he actually didn't win that much relative to the top programs today and, and what's expected of it. I mean, you'd probably get fired today for coming as close to Rose Bowl wins uh, is he did, but um, yeah, I, I just. I, mean, these are, I, I think there's something to David's question, though. I could see Harbaugh if if all of a sudden Bo's statue comes down and the legacy of Bo, and then they get their ass beat by Ohio State again. I mean, I could see it happening. The right, the Ohio State ass beating is going to be though. Think about that though. We're talking about one thing: Bo Schembechler and sexual abuse cover up. And then we're talking about a 20-point loss to Ohio State. Those two things are so different. And if one <laughs> should have nothing to do with the other in terms of the reason to get rid of somebody, if, if you think you don't want Jim Harbaugh representing your program, get rid of him now. Get rid of him when he beats Ohio State. If he loses by 20 points to Ohio State and you don't want him representing your program because of that, that's fine. But if when you get rid of him, this is referenced, that's bullshit to me. That's bullshit. I mean, I don't know how much it would be referenced, but I could see it starting to crumble with, you know, the statues coming down, and all of a sudden they just have another loser. Let's say Michigan State even beats them. And they, I'm not saying you can compare to what Anderson did to all of but those guys. That was going to happen anyway. If, if Michigan State beats Michigan again and they get shellacked by Ohio State, the, the pressure on him to move on is going to be immense. And it had nothing to do with anything in the past. I disagree. Uh, David Jackson with this one. If Charles Barkley was 22 years old and eligible for this year's draft, where would he be picked? And why would he or why would he not become a, as big of a star in today's NBA as when he was in the 1993 NBA MVP? When he was the MVP. Right. Like he was a you know, a little bit tubby, round mound of rebound. I, you know, Coming out of Auburn, though, he was a tank. I think number one overall. Right? You think he'd be one overall? I think so. I don't. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Uh, maybe wh- where was he drafted overall? Anyway, hold on. Let's get the. Uh, oh, I actually have hold, new hold music. Oh, do you? Sweet. Got it from the Hawaii spot. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. We won't be long now. <laughs> Is this so we don't get kicked off Facebook? Is this what yeah. you found? This is what I can find. Uh, Australian exit. <laughs> Thank you for holding. Oh, I know. I. We really got to get. Hoff to say okay so he was the number one uh sorry he was the fifth overall pick in um in 1985 and let's let's see who was or sorry 80 84 um so that draft was Akeem Olajuwon Sam Bowie Michael Jordan Sam Perkins Charles Barkley that's a really good really good start to the the draft Stockton went 16th in that draft Jesus well we have Clyde Drexler already I mean we don't need Jordan to um, let's take Bowie. So, yeah, I mean, he, I don't, you know, I don't Number know how he's overall. viewed. No, Simple. I don't know. I don't know if he goes over Cade Cunningham. Yes, you think so? The way he's viewed, yeah. He didn't. He didn't go over Sam Perkins, who was a great player in North big Carolina. Schmoove. I mean, Big Schmoove was a great player in his own right. He was not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I don't know. How to, I mean, I was. I don't. I don't know how. I don't. I wasn't cognizant of the world around me at age four, uh, to the point that I was paying attention to the NBA draft to know how he was viewed coming out. So I don't know. David Jackson, with this one, with the shakeup of Izzo's staff, have you ever heard of any staff anywhere 
that was internally developed as this one. Wojcik seems by far to have the smallest MSU stamp on his career, and even then, this is his fourth job title at MSU. Is this all a good thing? I mean, you you want guys who you trust on your staff, right? And Izzo trusts Wojcik. He you know he 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 brought him back in that position and thought he could help recruiting. It wasn't you know it's a different position than when when Gregory was there before Wojcik, the the, the director of recruiting job. It was called something else. And he thought Wojcik could help them there, and 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 now you bring him into the, is one of the three assists. I mean, he's a guy who's been a head coach. Like he talked when we had him on the um, we had him on Wednesday show about being able to serve Izzo better, having all the experiences he's had. I think if you're a coach like Izzo, the only time you need to go out and get new blood is if it's just not working. And you can argue last year didn't work, but there were a lot of things at play last year. And the year before that, and a lot of times, almost every time they've had or correctly used a great point guard, what they do offensively is fine, and the thing is working. So I don't know that you need to change it. And you know, I've seen staffs that don't work. I've seen staffs with good coaches that don't work. I saw a, a coaching staff that included Bakari Alexander and Rick Carter. We often have the show and another guy that didn't work, and. Uh, it just the, the chemistry wasn't. I don't know the, the the whole thing just didn't work, and so if you think you got something to work, you want to be careful not to screw that up. And um, were there a lot of other good coaches and possible hires out there he could have made? Absolutely. I mean, Draymond Green wanted Austin Thornton, but look, Austin Thornton he got him on staff anyway as the video coordinator, right? I mean, he he's got. Um, but there, are, yes, there are lots of guy ways he could have gone. Lots of people would want to work for Izzo, um, but. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's. You don't want to say it's a bad thing. It's just been a well, won ten Big Ten titles, been eight Final Fours, and a lot of that shit's recent. So I don't. I don't know that you, you question that he knows what he's looking for. Gavin Haas up next. How great is this new playoff format? How much does it help MSU? Helps MSU tremendously, because I mean, obviously, thirty six. They would have gotten in. I don't do a column on this. I think because if you go back and look at that era. The a it, it, if they had it in 2013 they would have got in for sure. I have to look at 2011. They definitely would have got in, in 2014. They would have been a three straight playoffs. And for a school like MSU, it's hard to repeat 36 and five. But to get to a Big Ten championship game or win a Big Ten title is is realistic if you put a great group together and there, things fall in line. I know it all seems hard when, because of the way Ohio State's playing right now. But Michigan State beat some great Ohio State teams when they're at the top. For everybody but Ohio State in the Big Ten, this is huge news. Because the the chances you're going to get into the playoff at some point just went up exponentially, and I think it's now it may become something that's tough on coaches because if this becomes the line like the NCAA tournament where hey you didn't get this to a playoff berth in six years you're fired that could be tough, but I I think the odds of getting there are, are, are much better and the cool thing is for a school like MSU given where they were ranked when they got there and where they were ranked where they've been ranked the Rose Bowl year. There's also a chance that you might someday get to host a playoff game if you're four through eight, you know. And look, they were a two and five team last year. I'm not saying they're almost there. I'm just saying, yeah, if you're Michigan State, this is big. Next one from Gavin: Do the Tigers actually spend in free agency this year? I think they've they've got to. I think people will start to flee. Like fans will start to turn their back if they don't go and do it. And and that's that's really risky. Like you look at their attendance now, and it sucks, even though it, it's. You're anybody. There's no limits on uh, capacity, right? So, if you don't s- spend, people aren't going to start coming, and you're not going to make any money anyway. I think the f- fiscally prudent thing to do is to spend money 
to get a competitive team, and you've got to go get a couple big bats. Get some guys out there that people want to pay to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, think about – you remember in 2004 what a big deal it was when they signed Pudge. Yeah. I mean, that was – I actually said, what, really? $50 million, five-year deal for Pudge? I think it was 440 but close. Yeah, right? It was it, – it was, I remember where I was in Freeport, Illinois, or driving back to Freeport, Illinois, and it was the first year that I read off-season stories about the Tigers in a decade because they just weren't good. They weren't interesting. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, okay. Then they get mags, and it's like, oh, oh well, okay. That's the, they need all they need both those guys in one offseason, I believe. Next one from Gavin. How many teenagers teenagers do you think listen to this show? Also, what makes me the best if there are others? Kidding, kidding, he says. Well, you 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 interact with us. If there are others, we'd like to hear from you in the Twitter questions, unless your parents don't let you have a Twitter account. There's no way you're cooler than Gavin. It's, it's hard. Impossible. It's hard to see that. Yeah. It's hard to see that. How many get would you he's fifteen. How many people under 18 do you think listen to this show? One. I think it's Gavin. more than that. I think it's more than that. Then why don't they interact with the show? Under 18? Under 18. Yeah. 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 I'm saying Gavin's the only one. Okay. Speak out. Send us an email. I don't know. Uh, TT up next. What's, uh, what is the type of stuff Izzo tells you when it's off the record? Cockburn. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he gets into um, – you know he'll he'll tell you stories about things that that he knows he'll get burned for that a lot of times aren't even bad. It's not like he's telling you shit he does that isn't right. You know what I mean? But it's like um like the Keith Appling stuff. You know he he would tell stories about um conversations with Keith Appling over the years that probably don't need to be public, but there's nothing wrong with them. Those are private conversations. That sort of stuff. Uh and sometimes he'll he'll you know and it sucks when you can't use it. He'll on an opinion on an issue in college sports that he thinks he'll get burned if it's public, he'll say, this is how I kind of really feel. And what's important about that, though, is if he tells you something, how he really feels, even if it's off the record or not to be used or whatever, then you know not to use the counter to that if he says it's on the record. You know it's bullshit, right? And he's he's sort of respecting you by saying, this is how I really feel. I can't say this. And so, you know, how do you want to go about this? But and then you don't you don't you're not lying for him or you're not caught in a situation where a coach is just saying what they don't mean and um but yeah he's pretty open and and the, the challenge with Izzo I think is that he doesn't always immediately say off the record and he, he, somebody could burn him once in a while but he, you kind of know it in tone and then he'll uh he'll remember to say it once in a while but I I've always amazed that some student reporter uh, throughout the years hasn't burned him just by not hearing it at the time. You kind of know he just went off the record based on the tone of his voice and what he said and how he said it. Um, like this tone? Don't coach my team. No, that's on the record. He gives you a lot of shit on the record that's pretty blunt, too. TT, up next, can you tell us again what the story of why Eric is first, of course. You could say he's the Ricky Henderson of podcast moniker, but just wanted the backstory. So Eric Schultz goes number one um, in the on the Groovy Donut Twitter questions because uh, our contests are terrible. Yeah, we have terrible contests. And two years ago, I was falling behind in updating the contests for our uh, Couch in the Roof Pick'em standings, which not surprising. And he um, took it upon himself to do them and keep them updated for us, multiple weeks. Came in there with a spreadsheet, just just tons of work, really helpful at a key time that I was failing as I often do. And so he, he goes first. So there you go, TT. All you have to do is help the show. 
come work for us. Atticus up next. No question from me today. Just a call out from Monday's Hot Takes. Spartan Johnny, how the hell could you cite Wiz Khalifa with some type of way as an MS, as a MSU fan? Where were you when we made Rich Homie Kwan an honorary honorary Spartan for his some type of way hit back in 2013? Despicable. And he's kidding. He's not really. doesn't think you're despicable. No. What happened to Rich Homie Kwan? I don't know. Still around? He must be around, right? I don't know. One of those behind the music things that needs to be done. Um, yeah, and, and, those, and, and by the way, uh, Atticus and uh, Spartan Johnny have corresponded, and they're all good. There's no real beef on, on, on Twitter. I've seen that. That happening. Is Rich Homie Kwan still alive? I have no idea. Should we look it up? I'll get this wrong, like Dave Bergman. You want to kill him? Yeah, let's kill him. All right, he is, uh, I think he is still alive. There's no Thanks death. Thanks for your patience. We won't be long now. <laughs> I don't know if I like that music. I I'm sorry. I love. We can't play, I would play Hoff. I would love to play Hoff. We're yeah. hamstrung. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Fuck uh, Facebook. Fuck Facebook. And by the way, uh, there are some other good we've, – we've got a little bit of a, a pile-up with a few of these um, listener uh, story we're telling presented by Midtown Brewing Company. And because we got a late start today, and I apologize, I had some stuff I was trying to get done before the show. Um, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to any today. We're two weeks out on those. No, but well, we only have about four that we haven't got to. But we'll, we'll, we'll do definitely a couple on Monday, and then we'll see where we're at. And because uh, – uh, and by the way, Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue. And if you're looking for a place to, uh, first of all, enjoy your Friday night, uh, but also your weekend, terrific brunch menu. I enjoyed this last week. Uh, great mimosa flights. I had the chorizo burger. I think that's how it's chorizo, chorizo burger. It was unbelievable. Good vibe, good beer. Uh, had the Tigers game on the background, good company. It's just, it's just a great place to chat with friends. And um, so I go to Midtown Brewing Company on Facebook for more information. Is there free parking in the rear? Graham Stout. Tyler up next. Strange, the NHL paired the overall number one and two seeds in the entire league. Vegas and the Avs in the second round. They needed a path to meet in the conference finals at all costs. Bye-bye Avalanche, by the way. Well, the whole thing was screwed up, right? Because they didn't want the Canadian teams to come into the conference finals to have to travel to the United States, right? Oh, so right. That, so that, about that's, that. that's why it was all all weird. Yeah, it was not it was not an ideal setup, but it's not an ideal year. So there you go. All right, Tyler. With this question, Mike Conley won a Filmmaking Academy Award while playing in the NBA playoffs for the overall number one seed. He's making us look like a bunch of boobs and rubes. Did, did he really make a movie? I don't know. He slapped Mike Conley's name on that because he paid for it. Did he Did he play um, yesterday at all? Because he was hurt for a He game. was out in game two. He's out in game two. So he's not even winning with these. They don't even need him. Right? They're winning the series against a very good Clippers team without him right now. Yeah. And, and the... Yeah, it, uh, I'm happy for playoff P. Jesus. Paul George stinks. Man, he does. Uh, Tyler with this one. If your favorite team has to play a road game seven, are you choosing to play the Suns or Jazz? These teams both are really good. Who would you play? Who do you think is better between those two? And I actually, Shit, I think I'd want the Suns if they're winning without Conley. Right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Paul is tough, but I think I'd rather play the Suns. Basically, to me, it also comes down to the the Booker uh, Donovan Mitchell thing. Which star do you want to face? And both could have been Pistons. <laughs> that's the worst part. And no, the, same, the worst part is seeing Stephen A. Smith saying that Donovan Mitchell is the best jazz player of all time. That hurts as a Pistons fan. I mean, that is that. It's, it's hilarious. 
two drafts, I think back-to-back drafts, if I'm correct, they could have had that dude. And they got Stanley Johnson over Devin Booker. Now, a lot of people missed on Devin Booker. He went several picks after that. But still, God, get a guy who can shoot. And stand. And what do you think Stanley Johnson was going to be in the NBA? I mean, I, I, I don't get it. And then the, the Donovan Mitchell one is just brutal. And I get that the Pistons have a nice thing going now. They've got a nice little core. And if they hit the lottery right here, everything's going to be okay. Still, it would have been if, if Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell were on the team instead, and you didn't have to go through this rebuild. And they think about that package, that duo. What Donovan Mitchell and Donovan, how, how is Stan Van Gundy in the NBA? I don't know. That's what we talked about on Monday. I said, does he get enough shit for those two terrible picks? I mean, honestly, should we listen to his thoughts about the NBA any longer? No. No, he's, he's got a shorter wingspan than me too. I can't trust him. <laughs> You gonna beat him up? Pterodactyl, pterodactyl arms. That is true. Uh, ne- Andrew Gauthier, T Rex, I should say. Andrew Gauthier up next. How much Euro twenty twenty coverage can we expect in the coming weeks? I would say none. Ram, none. But I will watch the Euro twenty twenty, especially if I'm off next week. But uh, uh, coverage, despi- define coverage. I mean, if this is coverage, when you ask a Twitter question about it, that's good enough coverage. That's coverage, right? Yeah. Next one from Andrew. What's your vetting process for stories worth telling? I may have a few interesting ones on the docket. Send them. It's not real. I mean, if it's really offensive. We're about two weeks out. If it's really offensive or it's. Um, Bring just, it. Please send it. Yeah, but. or If I think it's going to offend people in our audience. No, 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 no. You didn't. I, I let me see it first before you <laughs> be the judge of your woke ass. No, you do not get the full veto on that. Okay. On. Or if it's unfair to somebody by name. Yes, I'm okay with that. And, and, and we can do anonymous ones, too. Ideally, we'd love to, especially if you're a regular contributor, but if, if we get to some people like have jobs that they're worried about and they don't want to be on record on that stuff and they don't want to tweet it, you, you also, you know, you can DM us. Our DMs are open for them. Um, you can email me at gcouch at lsj.com or, um, you know, we'll get, we'll get it out there. Or we could just change the names, like Bondo Harpenter. Get away with that way. Next one from Andrew. Any thoughts on the U.S. men's national team winning CONCACAF Nations League over Mexico and following that up with a 4 nothing thrashing of Costa Rica, fielding essentially the B team? Could this team actually be decent? I hesitate to say U.S. soccer will ever be good on the world stage. They look good against Mexico. I didn't see the uh, Costa Rica game, but uh, they got to qualify for the World Cup. But there, that that night, the, there was the big Jake Paul uh, Mayweather fight. The big, well, the the fight. I want to see paper pay per view uh, buys on that one. I'm telling you on Twitter, and I got a pretty diverse Twitter. Uh, of course you do. Deal. <laughs> I'm talking about different types of sports, not that kind of diverse. <laughs> None of the is owner on your group. Yeah, the, the all white is owner is not allowed. <laughs> um, no, but the. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying there was not any fight talk really. I mean, it was all about that soccer game, and that was that tells you something. All right, next one from Andrew. We're hosting a team barbecue in the coming weeks. With that in mind, can you guys recount your best and worst company event experiences? We've all heard the story about Jason and Cody, so let's get some fresh material, Graham. I mean, we've had the uh, the Christmas parties with the Hewards out at uh, Dusty's. You know, yeah, those are always great. Those are good. If we had a bad one, though, is there something that could could? Has there been a bad experience? I, out there I had one when I worked at ABC Fifty Three, and the production manager uh, had a. I guess like a team gathering like at his house where he made his wife made food and we hung out. And so after we ate, we went over to the basketball court. And so, so he goes up for a shot and I swat the shit out of it. And I go, 
get that shit out of here. And then he turns around to me and he goes, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> and that was the end of the party. I had to go home. That's. Uh, I just didn't realize, you know, I, you know, when you're playing your boss, you just to not talk shit. Dude. So wait a sec. He, he, he took it seriously. You had yeah, to go home? Yeah, he got, no, I just, it was just awkward. So I decided to leave. How old are you here at this time? Oh, uh, 24. Okay, so this is before, yeah. So one of the things I'm excited about doing with uh, with Mark and Jay at, at North Coast Wealth Management is sort of having them assess your 29 year old financial portfolio. You're <laughs> driving around with 40 grand, and the uh, I could have used those guys. Yeah, definitely could have used those. I guys. tried, believe me. I went to a financial advisor. I did, but the guy told me I was going to have to put 10 grand in, not touch it, and in 10 years I would probably make about two grand. Right, I'm like shit, dude. I'm going to go to Mount Pleasant. I would have loved <laughs> to see that night. I, I want to know from Mark and Jay whether they get guys like 29 year old Jason walking <laughs> in and how they deal with, with how they deal with that. That would be um, a story worth telling. A story absolutely uh, worth telling. Yes, um, I'm trying to think if if I've got a horrible uh, work gathering experience. I mean, I've had some great ones. I've had like a Super Bowl party with these two old women who worked in the Freeport, Illinois. Uh, Newsroom, Olga and Harriet, and they made great food, and they were like the biggest badasses. These two women in like their late 70s, early 80s. Gilf Hunter. <laughs> Stuck your I, game up. I, I can't think of a – I mean, I've had some – I'm trying to think of something that was really awkward and really awful. and I, I That might have been it. It was not. Nobody Super thought. Bowl party with two 70-year-olds? Well, there were a God, bunch you're of people. Old. You're just a walking Hallmark They were card. awesome. They brought these great trays of food, and they of were just course. cool. They were cool as shit, man. They talk like we do. They would love Couch in the Rube. All right, that's the story we're telling, presented by Midtown Brewing Company. Go to Midtown uh, Brewing Company on Facebook, uh, 402 South Washington Avenue. Uh, let us know what you think if you go. I'm telling you right now, you're going to love this place. It's uh, just a great vibe, great beer selection, uh, good brunch menu on the weekends, uh, and Mondays, 20% off your tab. Sonny, it looks like you ate too much. You should unbutton your pants. Touchdown! Wesley Collins up next. What is the best prep game you covered while in Freeport, Illinois? And I will go to the bathroom now. So, I think, and there's several Freeport, Illinois questions coming. This oh, is the shit. idea that this week, this is going to be the week that we mentioned Freeport more than Uh-oh. Kalamazoo. Uh, best prep game, 78-74 high school game between uh, Freeport, Aquin Catholic High School, and Eastland Pearl City, which had Cam Kniss, uh, great quarterback, wound up being a great D3 quarterback. Um, and uh, what happened, too, is I think there was like an early punt return by both teams, and they were so scared of like the punt return they were both seem to be starting like midfield on every possession. Anyway, it set all sorts of Illinois State records. Game went forever. I was on a nasty deadline, um, and uh, 78-74 was the final. Wow. Wesley Collins, when you lived in Freeport, Illinois, how was the pickup hoop scene? Terrific. My buddy Scott Powers is the one who set it up, and we used to play um, every day at the YMCA, which also doubled as Highland Community College. And this is a fun thing to do. If you've got a regular group of guys who switch – Teams, by the way, so you're not – it's the same group. You work together. You know each other, whatever. You don't know who's better, but you think you do, and you always switch teams. Keep individual standings. So, in other words, you go play with the same three-on-three team or five-on-five team for a day, and you write down your record, and then you keep writing down everybody's record throughout because the teams always change. You'll find out who the best player is regardless of team, and uh, I was the best player, and I was very happy to – anyway, that's why. I was very happy to do those standings. Is that a good story? Yeah, it's a great one. Wesley, <laughs> what was your best column while in Freeport? So he's trying to do this Freeport. I love you, Wes. I wrote, uh, I wrote one about 
how I'll tell you this. I wrote one about, I mean, I wrote probably some good ones, probably some bad ones. I wrote, there was a, a game in a, a snowstorm out east of Buke, which has terrific strip clubs, if nothing else. Not not strip, terrific, but they do have strip clubs. And it was between Aquin and uh, somebody, uh, Mount Carroll or something, big game. And it took us two and a half hours to go 50 miles. My buddy and I were covering it because it was in the snow and the, the weather. You get there, the student sections are packed. Right, not safe at all. How all these sixteen and seventeen year old drivers got there, I don't know. And it shouldn't have been there. And and and, and I wrote the end of the. I mean, I I just went off on the ads and I talked to them about it. There's no way that game should have been played. It was completely unsafe for anybody to be traveling that night. And I basically said that if if you know anybody had died that night on the road, it, the blood would have been on the hands of the athletic directors, and that did not go well. I was like 23 writing that column. Um, wrote a column about NASCAR being somewhat racist. And some some redneck from the surrounding area came to the place threatening me, and they had to not let him in the newsroom. So that was – I had a few of those, you know. Yeah. And finally from Wesley, who was the Hondo equivalent in Freeport? Every place – nobody has a true Hondo equivalent. But it's we, impossible. But there were some dudes who were a little, a little off. In any market, there's a guy – there are some people, you know. But nobody was – yeah, there are some – I don't want to – you know, this guy named Dan Stevens, a little interesting – um, and if you uh, if there isn't one, then you're that person. Yeah, I was not that person. Yeah, can't have a Hondo in every newspaper. That'd be crazy. Uh, Vanzi up next is someone who allegedly covered Western Michigan while living in Kalamazoo. Oh, Kalamazoo making a comeback. I tell you here. what, you mentioned Mac Mancarini. The shots people are gonna be hammered. What do you think about Western Michigan changing their color scheme and logo? I didn't even realize it happened because I don't cover them anymore. I don't like it. I like old. I like the old school stuff. I like. They go the neon. Brown, I like the brown and gold, and I like the helmets from more of the classic years. Vansy, with this one, do you think Johnny Spirit is vaccinated? Probably not. <laughs> I would bet against it. Where's Johnny Spirit? Chris uh, Eastlick up next. Is a 50% chance of rain, the weather version of Graham Stout? <laughs> might rain. Might not, guys. Wouldn't be shocked either way. So Chris is a meteorologist, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> So, that's a good one. Chris. Yeah, he he had to uh, he DMs his Twitter questions because he's like, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. My actual followers who follow him for the weather, it's not so crazy. No, uh, then I probably shouldn't say his last name. Chris, with no, this he's one, fine. he's with, fine. Was the this weather too hot for softball this week? Let me know so I can <laughs> change it. Would rather not have to pick up thirty thousand Taco Bell wrappers on Earth Day next year. Thank you, Chris. It was miserable, and we lost eighteen to one. So that that combination was was shit. Just get Grandma Taco Bell wrapper cannon. Just Throwing them everywhere. Next one from Chris. Not a question, but there's no other podcast I'd rather listen to at 2 a.m. while forecasting for Graham. I mean, mid-Michigan. Truly a fun show, Graham and Jason. We appreciate you, Chris. And the, yes. I have to start watching Chris Eastlick now. Yeah. Where's he at? I think he's in, in Flint. I want to double-check I got this correctly. Um, thank you. Welcome to Hawaii Spa. <laughs> we'll Thanks right for your you. patience. We won't be long now. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe I can find. Yeah, no, Saginaw. Sorry, W N E M T V five. Wake up, meteorologist at, in Saginaw. So yeah, no, I, I don't. Oh, know he's on the, early then. He's on really early, but oh, you no, might no. still be up. Okay, now you. No, 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 no. no. Maybe he got two years ago. I like Chris. I, Chris is Chris is going places. Absolutely. Uh, Dark Mantonio. Uh, I don't know how college athlete rules work, but can Jace Howard and Stephen Izzo stay with their fathers if they want to, or do they have to stay on campus? Like, would that be considered a punishable violation because it's deemed a perk? We all know how crazy the NCAA rules can be. No, I'm pretty sure you can stay with your dad. I mean, you li- he lives at home during the pandemic. You can, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's that's an issue. There might be certain things if they were on scholarship that you. It's a great question. The limits of that, but to me, your your dad before they're, you know, like I have this rule with um, colleges, even with athletes. Like if I if I knew them before they were an athlete there, I will go through the media relations department to get them. But you got to get them for me, otherwise, if I knew him as a high school kid. I'm just gonna, you know, if that relationship precedes it, then, um, and, and to me, yeah, I, I, that's a great question though, and I don't know, but you definitely can live with your dad. You can definitely live with your parents if you're, um, forty two, if you're, or if you're forty two. Yeah. KP up next. Why is Jim Price buggy whip art of pitching still on the radio? I've not. I didn't realize he was, but I guess I've I thought not, they were trying to test out some people. I heard, uh, you know, Austin Jackson. I think I thought I heard a broadcast with, without him this year when I was listening to Dan Dickerson. I really like Dan Dickerson. Um, it's a great question, though. Uh, Philip Wallstrom up next. Toilet paper facing forward or off the back like a savage. Thanks, guys. One love. Are you big on which way the toilet paper faces? I'm not big on it. I just get to the paper when I'm done with my business. I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. Like if which way it's coming off the roll? Yeah, yeah. I just slap it on the roll. No, my Whichever. My, my wife would not be really excited if I had it wrong. <laughs> Sound like a beaten man, <laughs> Steve. All right, well, I guess I'll start doing it one way. I don't know, Steve. So the interweb says. By the back- way, the right way is to have it coming over the loop, like closest to you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, so the interweb says vaccines cause human magnetism. I farted and my dishwasher turned on. I had a small burp and my dryer kicked on for 30 minutes. Large burp, one hour. So, woke couch, explain that, hmm? I love some of these videos going around with the magnetism. I think that would be a, like a plus side. That would be great. Yeah, I don't... should have tested that shit. If you had some superpowers yeah, like, after the vaccine, I would awesome. take it. I would definitely... Yeah. It's not going to kill you. Brett up next. In 2021, esports competitive gaming is currently worth over a billion dollars. Do you believe we'll see the NCAA attempt to adopt this industry? I'd love to see some MSU versus Michigan Call of Duty tournaments. I'd like to listen to some of those. Yeah, and and, uh, it's a good question because esports are huge, and I don't know that the people in college sports think there's enough of a market for this really to take off in terms of a viewer event like i'm somebody who hates watching other people play video games i think it's because when i was a kid i hated being in a friend's house when two other kids were playing and i was watching them playing like i hated that part and and so i've never enjoyed watching it um but college administrators are wrong about so much so <laughs> i mean listening to some of the comments about the playoff we didn't realize that with a 14 playoff the teams that were left out were going to be hurt <laughs> all that shit that's coming out like a lot of dumb people running college sports so i don't I don't know that, um, you know, college teams have Michigan State has esports teams, um, but I don't know if the it blows my mind that people watch other people play video games. I don't enjoy it at all. So I I don't the the, I guess the shit talking would be the only fun part of it. I mean, there's one kid like on Facebook. I think he does Guitar Hero at like crazy warp speed. Like I'll watch that for about forty five seconds thanks to Skyman. I remember my buddy playing Zelda. I'm like, are we gonna just sit here and I'm gonna watch you play Zelda? Like what is this? Oh, dude, Super Mario three when it came out. I was at what's his name's house. I forget his name, Trevor or whatever. And I was like, dude, can I borrow this? He's like, it just came out. I was just sitting there watching him play. It was torture. That's off. Uh, Alex James up next. Chances Michigan gets a similar punishment as Penn State did or some level of sanction. Uh, I would guess zero because. Money, right? 
Well, the, the things have changed. First of all, a lot of schools have gone through these scandals since Ohio State didn't get it. Uh, you know, in, in some ways, if Shem Beckler knew uh, what was happening, it, it, it's it's worse because it sounds repetitive and he weaponized it a little bit. Now, we don't know, again, all the, the details. And Joe Pa was alive, um, and there was some cover-up stuff within the college. It, I think the length of which you could prove cover-up would, would be key for any real penalty. Uh, Alex, with this one, why can Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, et cetera, attract top NBA players while Detroit can't? The climate argument doesn't work on these comparisons. Okay. Well, it's, it's New York. It's because the Knicks and James, James Dolan. So the Knicks, nobody wants to go to, so Brooklyn becomes a team, and it's New York City. That's separate. Yeah, those guys were <clears> going <throat> to go to the Knicks. Right. Philadelphia doesn't have anybody really on their team that they didn't draft or trade for. Or I guess they overpaid for Tobias, but they traded for him, right? And then they overpaid. Yeah. Uh, I think they signed him, whatever. Yeah, they paid him more than anybody else would. Um, Milwaukee, Giannis is a draft pick. Great draft pick. Uh, traded for Middleton. and so Former Pistons. For, yeah, so, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of uh, – that's why it's important the Pistons hit this draft and get a good pick because it, it can be hard to sign. I do believe that a market like Detroit can sign that second star. In other words, if you're – if you've got it almost there and you've got a dude and you've got a good – going to get you Rasheed Wallace or whatever, that sort of thing will will be more feasible. People want to play you if you're on the – for you if you're on the cusp. But, yeah, it's, it's – I mean, it's – so I don't think they're they're the same is part of what I'm saying here. Br- Brooklyn is New York, and that's different. Uh, and Philly is all guys who they've, they've drafted. So throw all those teams out. Why won't guys come to Detroit? A lot of the price of well, uh, the free agents. Yeah, that are player, high. first of all, these players are stupid as shit. We need people to explain to them. This is a good one. That there are about twelve days a year that you're not playing a game or on the road that you actually have to live in the town you play in. If you can't do twelve days a year, right? Like you can live in LA in the off season. You're on the road most of the NBA season. You're playing at night anyway. I, it's I don't I don't uh, and, I, and if you don't like the so weather, it's twelve fine. long days though. Those are 12. Especially when you're rich. Uh, Next one from Alex. Besides Hoff, who are your favorite bands and artists? Who are your favorite bands and artists? Uh, Let's see. Pearl Jam, Kings of Leon, Johnny Cash, Deftones, Biggie Smalls. Huge fan of Cash. Um, Also, uh, Springsteen's my guy. Um, Are you uh, get a tattoo of Johnny Cash on your arm fan-ish? No. I am. Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, it is. Walk the Line to me is also underrated. One of my favorite movies of all time with... uh, um, go ahead. I know it, but I just wanted you to hear. Fuck, I'm freaking blank. Joaquin Phoenix, and, and fuck, I'm blanking on her name too. Jesus, why am I? Uh, people are gonna be yelling at the TV too. Jesus, she's in so much good stuff. Um, Reese Witherspoon. Cripes, that's I just wanted to see how far that <laughs> was gonna you. go. She's in, a, she's in a lot of good you stuff. You remember a score from a basketball game from Freeport, Illinois that you covered, what, 20 years ago? Reese Witherspoon. Uh, <laughs> next one from Alex James. Have either of you uh, seen the groundbreaking, groundbreaking rom-com Surfer Dude? I have not. Is I it? have never heard of it. I haven't either. Lost but we'll, me at rom-com. Well, check it out, though. Well, you had me at rom-com, so yeah, <laughs> there exactly. you go. Yeah, yeah. Jim Harden, up next. Favorite MSU football player, not a QB, to interview. Yours is Kenny Willickis, right? Oh, hell yeah. Highways. Um, 
It's a good question. I, there are a lot of guys throughout time that I've enjoyed, and I'm trying to think. When, when I saw this, I'm trying to think if there's one guy that I just really, really, um, you know, had a had a, had a field day with because I didn't like interviewing Shalit Calhoun because he said a lot but didn't say anything. If that, it was smooth but didn't really say anything, not that he was a bad guy. There just wasn't didn't seem to be a lot to those those actual interviews, and I enjoy guys where there's a little more to. Mike Sadler is one of those guys that that I really enjoyed um, a lot, and um, Kari Willis was a guy that I really enjoyed a lot. Sadler was funny. He was self-deprecating. Um, he was pretty blunt about things. Um, I feel like I'm missing a couple uh, linemen of sorts, too, uh, that were really, um, really good. But Reese Sa- Witherspoon. Sadler comes to mind as somebody that was just – I mean, there was a reason he was so beloved. And somebody who um, was beloved universally in that locker room and, and trusted and respected. Jim Harden with this one favorite alcohol drink that is not beer. I mean whiskey, wine, things like that. I mean, I you know I a, a, I would say a, a Russian or a, a, no uh, sorry, a Kentucky Mule would be it. Kentucky Mule with the you know with the the copper mug and the, basically a Moscow Mule but with uh, with whiskey and uh, that's and and like Verner's or whatever. It's fantastic. Jim Harden with this one, popcorn, candy, or both at the movie theater? Uh, popcorn. You? Well, we go to Studio C, so we oh, get like food. a four-course meal there. That's so. incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. And unless the chewing gets a bit – I made the mistake once at uh, Studio C of getting the um, the veggie plate because I was trying to – and it's health What kit. a dick. And I had, it's a veggie plate. Well, the worst part, but what, what sort of movie theater offers carrots? Think how loud carrots are to eat. Like I tried to. Think you ate these, carrots during a movie. I ate like two slow bites. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it was awful. You're supposed to suck on the carrots. You, you don't suck on the. That carrots. is true. There's, there's no way that they should have those at the movie theater. But you <laughs> also should have pointed that out and not bought them. Like have some steamed broccoli or something. It can go down, you know, with a little less noise. It would be. You don't want an apple. Yeah, can right? I get a box of Captain Crunch? <laughs> yeah. Like <with> the- <laughs> no. That is a story we're telling presented by our friends Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue. Make Midtown part of your weekend. Also, Groovy Donuts. Make Groovy Donuts part of your weekend. I think I'm going to get out there again uh, this weekend. And if you've got an event, like graduation stuff, um, we had donuts at our wedding. I'm telling you, huge hit. Uh, Groovy Donuts, just just better than other places. Uh, Just just more care, uh, more high-quality donut. Uh, your guests will remember it. So if you're doing anything this summer that involves other people, 4th of July party, whatever, go to GroovyDonuts.com. John Crager up next. Dog or cat for a house pet are either allowed in your homes. I would probably prefer a dog because I'm somewhat allergic to most cats, but I, I don't have. we don't have either. We had a cat. We house sat for a cat for a week, and we kept it in one room upstairs. Yeah, we have a cat or a dog, Mia, and she would kill a cat, unfortunately, or else we would have one of those too. Uh, next one from John. Best relationship marriage advice ever given to you that you still remember to this day. Have you gotten any great advice or advice? I mean, I just you? remember all of my dad's friends telling me to never get married. Yeah. You know, when you're like 12 years old and you're like, all right, kid, never get married. My dad used to tell like me like bonfire. And it's like, why are you? I'm 12, dude. <laughs> my dad used to tell me you got all the time in the world. Like, in other words, he didn't want me to get married young, you know, too young or, or jump into the wrong. Uh, situation like Mahomes marrying his high school sweetheart and then I wrote Doug Herner said something weird but it's always stuck with me uh in his first marriage did not work he's the he, was, he used to be a coach and teacher at Sexton High School where I went and then he was he's now Izzo's kind of right-hand curmudgeon at Michigan State 
And he said to me once, he said, one minute a day. Make sure you give your wife one minute a day. And that sounds like a, almost nothing. But what, what he means is if, when life's insanely busy, make sure you don't go a day without like crossing paths and, and connecting. And it was interesting because he said that's why his first marriage failed. Because he gave his wife one minute a day. Because <laughs> he only gave his wife a minute a day. Um, but I'm always <laughs> but I'm always careful of that. Like the idea of like even if we're on an incredibly busy day where we're not going to spend much quality time together. Throw her one minute. I throw her a minute. <laughs> one minute a day. One minute a day. You might want to stretch that out occasionally. She, she asked if we could cut it to 30 seconds. <laughs> Oh, man. John Crager up next uh, with this one. As I watch the outdoor NCAA track and field championships, I have to ask you, Graham, have you had to cover track and field extensively at any level? Funny you should ask, John. Uh, high school, Freeport, Illinois. Absolutely. I've covered state well, track. Didn't you cover one last weekend or something? Yeah, but I mean, I've covered, not extensively, I've covered like meets, track meet, high, uh, state meets. But in, when I was in Freeport, we'd cover the conference meet, the regional, the state meet, and we'd write all this extra stuff. We'd, yeah, it was, it was a lot. All right, next one. Last one from John. Have either of you guys had a torn meniscus? If so, how did it happen, and what did it feel like? I have not. Have you? I have. My right uh, meniscus tore. I was helping my mother move, and I just made a turn, and I heard a loud pop, and you just can't put any pre- any pressure you put on your leg at all. If you try to even your big toe, it's just excruciating pain. Mm. And it just ballooned up and had to go to the hospital. So, had- How long was the recovery? Oh, God. Well, I had to have... I had to have it scoped first, so I had two surgeries just to scope it out, I guess, and then I had a uh, knee replacement surgery. That was that was tough. Jeez, that's a pretty bad meniscus tear. Yeah. Uh, Andy Welch up next. What's the last book you read? Uh, Matthew McConaughey's autobiography, which is fantastic, by the way. It's about it's. A is it like his commercials? No, but it's like him at fifty looking back on uh, you know it's it's advice and it's is his career and it's really insightful and some of the thoughts that were going on he, he's a, an incredibly more interesting guy than you think he's not like made in manhattan dude like you know guy who would be in an african you know you know just visiting an african village and would get in a fight with the best wrestler in town and uh and that story's bullshit the publicist puts that out is that know. a story in his book there's some really good stuff in his book and it will make you think it's not bullshit. he went to an african village and he challenged the best wrestler well, he, didn't, in town. He, didn't, he didn't mean to challenge him the best wrestler in town challenged him all right, all right, all right. Now, he talks about that story, too, which is very interesting, the way he got into Dazed and Confused. Spoiler alert. And, uh, yeah, just fantastic, fantastic book. Matthew McConaughey's uh, autobiography. Never read it. Andy Welch, Jack Morris, or Rod Allen? Jack Morris. I, I, Morris has grown on me a lot. I see you, big fella. I miss Rod Allen just for playing the Rod Allen game. But, yeah, Jack Morris, I love, yeah. I, I, think he's, I think he's good. I miss Rod. I miss Mario. Uh, Jason Akins up next. Traveling to Michigan for the first time since COVID. What's the best gambling app? Asking for a friend. Entertainment, entertainment purposes only. Well, Jason, it's legal here, so you don't have to be weird. Your advice on this would be... Um, I like to... I, for a sports book, I enjoy DraftKings. So um, BetMGM, I haven't really used. I use that for a casino app. I have a few. I use William Hill. I have... Uh, um, I also have uh, uh, Point Bet on there, and uh, I have DraftKings, and and I also have uh, what's the um, oh, Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub. Anyway, there are a few. Well, I would look, do this though. I would look around and see who's. If you're just going to be here for a short time and doing it, look who has the best introductory offer going. 
poke around at these different yeah, places. Yeah, but be careful. We've talked about yes. this before. You get in here and you win some money, and then you have to win ten times correct the amount they give you. You so. want to make you you you're better off having it be like a small free bet that pretty much guarantees you fifty or hundred bucks. Yes, then something or I'm sorry, whoever is available. Like Donovan Mitchell scores one point. Right, better than like trying to win a thousand by putting in a thousand and you've got to keep playing forever so yeah be be careful on that stuff i've i've had really good luck with william hill um and um and enjoy them quite a bit santa rube presented by hawaii spa who wins a tag team steel cage match mel tucker and scotty hazelton or jim harbaugh and josh gaddis and why well i i think i would take i mean hazel uh, gaddis may still be quick but i'm taking tucker and hazelton harbaugh harbaugh's like you know, Harbaugh's what fifty something? I guess Mel Tucker's that age too. And Hazel, I mean, yeah, but Harbaugh's gotten that dumb fighter that you just. The only thing with Harbaugh is if you wind up being like crazy enough that you don't know where he's going to go. Right, he might bite something. Right. Yeah. Next from Santa Rube, presented by Hawaii Spa. If you could pick any character from a book or a movie to co-host for a week, who would it be? Hmm. I wanted to say Kenny Powers, but he said book or movie. So. Yeah. Probably uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? He'd be good. He would be good for a lot of different and and just the different Matthew McConaughey's characters. You're talking, you know, the guy from A Time to Kill. The guy, you know, different different characters throughout. The guy from, uh, but another guy, um, the Hugh Grant character in Love Actually would be fantastic. Uh, Santa presented by Hawaii Spa with the this one what's the most epic way you've seen someone quit or be fired this hashtag story worth telling yeah you've got to have one of these right yourself it's gonna be i've perfect. never been fired though um i have quit when i uh was out of jail i drove a cab for a very shady cab company and i was at you know this is when gas prices were like five bucks a gallon and so i was driving these grand marquises that had five hundred thousand miles on them anyway I would sit there and not have a fare or whatever forever. And I ended up paying out like $12 to the guy. I ended up losing $12 driving a cab to 12 hours, right? So I ended up, you know, in, so the guy ended up calling me. I took this woman to uh, one of her appointments, very nice lady. And he called me up yelling at me, to, telling me to get across town with something. So I just drove it, the car to a parking lot uh, and left the keys in it, unlocked, and just told him the keys are in it. You quit. Quit. Yeah, you, before you got that, you should talk to uh, Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. They could have helped you with your not losing 12 bucks. That was rough, yeah. Well, I mean, because I had to put those Grand Marquis, man, like yeah. $70 in the gas tank. <laughs> Brutal. The um, Yeah, I've, I'm trying to think of like an epic thing I've seen. I, I've quit different jobs uh, unceremoniously. I quit a job I hadn't started. I Two different places I was supposed to start right out of school. Um, in Petoskey, Michigan, in, in Mount Vernon, Illinois, I quit like a week before I was supposed to start. I had an apartment in August of 2002 in Petoskey that my parents paid for because I was out of cash. Um, and those conversations with editors didn't go that well, if I uh, recall. And uh, try, I, I quit the State Journal like two hours before a shift uh, when I was in college as a stringer at LCC. So I've had a few where I've not. Um, Why'd you quit? I just had too much going. I was like, Working at Lansing Community College, doing play-by-play for men's and women's basketball. I was on the student paper there. I was refing seventh and eighth grade basketball in Holt, you know, and I was horrible at that. And I feel like I had something else. I had like way too many jobs at once. I was. I think you could have kicked the play-by-play job and went to the LSU. I thought that was my future. <laughs> I was pretty sure I was the voice of America. Still need tapes on that. 
Uh, Woke Couch up next. Does the does the recent testimony against Bo tarnish the legacy of Michigan football? Yeah, when you think about it, Bo Schembechler, it's, it's like Penn State. It, it's like Penn State's reputation is, is tarnished. Its legacy is a little bit tarnished because so much of its legacy is Joe Paterno. And so much of Michigan's legacy. Now, they do have the Lloyd Carr era after, which was very successful. But so much of Michigan football is Bo Schembechler. And, yeah, absolutely. It, 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 um, that's part of it forever. Whoa, Couch, with this one. Why is Couch afraid of taking a stance about trans athletes in sports? I don't think I did. I think I said that I don't think it's an issue. I don't because trans athletes aren't winning like if if the advantage was so great that they were winning all the time, and the Olympians, the the Olympics were all trans athletes or even one, you the first trans sprinter in the Olympics that happens will be the first, right? The next one will be the first, and so if it becomes something that isn't, Bruce Jenner was the first, technically, right? Not sprinter though. Oh, speed skater, right? But then he wasn't yet trans. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's a good point. Yeah, it's not like he's doing it now. Oh, or right. she's doing it now. Like again, I don't I just don't think it's an issue. If it if it becomes an issue where that's something that people are doing for competitive advantage instead of to try to find themselves and it's becoming something that's ruining high school sports because of you know, the advantages they have, which I don't even know to what degree they still do, then then we'll address it. To me right now it's 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 bigotry addressing a problem that doesn't exist. But ask it again next week, please. Next one from Woke Couch. Why hasn't Kelly Rowe been on the show, and what does it say about the patriarchy? <laughs> she would like to come on. We, I mean, we we only have one guest a week, tops, other than Harry. So I think Woke Couch also said, why does Kelly Rowe have double the followers Graham does? And I said, do you have a side-by-side picture? That might explain it. Yeah. I mean, would you follow me if you saw my face? I mean, yeah, I'd follow you just to hate right. follow. You, know? right. you have hate follows. Man, it's hot in here. Raccoon Graham up next. What's the deal with the wife asking me if I want spaghetti? Of course, being the fat ass I am, I said yes. As I was busting out of my old Kalamazoo shirt, I save for spaghetti. I tend to get sloppy. The wife brought in spaghetti squash. Safe to say, I disabled the ring doorbell and got an Uber. <laughs> oh, Raccoon Graham. Mr. Neurotic Pants up next. Have you seen the new Mun Ice Arena? Do you think it will be as much fun as it's been in years past? I love how close to the action Mun makes me feel. You know, I haven't seen all the updates to it. Um, and I don't think the fan experience is going to be that different actually in the game. Like you, the, the seats are the same. That's not part of the um, – it's not like you can get closer to the ice than you are. Um, but I am curious. Like I, I was in Mun's several times this year for games, empty Mun which was kind of cool in some ways, but also weird. And the, the environment there is incredible. So hopefully there'll be a full fans and all that stuff by next year. Neurotic Pants, how common is it for baseball teams to rely on their bullpen for all nine innings like the Tigers did on Thursday? Pretty common. There, I mean, I saw the Rockies do it a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, most teams have a bullpen day when you don't have a pitcher, a starter that's ready to go or, or something happens with an injury or, you're, you know, it just, yeah, it, it, I would say it's, it's a fairly common thing to have happen why don't the tigers just put miggy out there on the mound get shelled you get their money's worth i'd go to i would go to comerica to watch that mr neurotic pants do you ever feel guilty after eating a hot dog or brat guilty about what yeah i don't know 
Uh, next one from Pants. Have you ever had a frustrating debit card mishap? My brilliant friend dropped my debit in his car window slot. I got a new card and went to SkyMint, nice place, and my card said I had the wrong number. Sad face. I'm sorry about that. That's, uh, that is a mishap. Uh, yeah, I've had lots Wait, of your friend did what? He dropped dropped it in the car window on purpose? It's awful. Like down that little... Yeah, but did he do it on purpose? I mean, how do you do that by accident? That's, that's got to be like it's a, tough a billion to, to one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a billion to one. There's no way you can do that without trying to intentionally sabotage you. Right. Especially if you're on your way to Skyman, too. That's such a... Appreciate you going to Skyman. And uh, I agree. Having your car decline. But that sucks. Yeah. Thanks for being there. Hans Jurgen, up next. Should Marcus Bingham be encouraged to work on his three-point shot? Do too many, like myself, want him to evolve into an Adrian Payne? Do we have an unfair expectations on our big men? Are we spoiled? I feel I shouldn't have been so frustrated with them. Do we all need to atone? Well, he should work on his three-point shot because that's his ticket. I mean, if, if he was a good three-point shooter, like, he had that as part of his game. Like, he has a shot. To, it's never gotten better, really, since he's gotten to Michigan State. If he had become a very good three-point shooter, they'd let him shoot him. But he's just he's like one for 50 at this point. He just doesn't hit him, even though it looks like he can shoot him. And um, and the other thing is they need him to focus on being down low and not drift. If it didn't lead to a tendency to drift, that would be the issue. But I, I think you work on all aspects. And for him to, to ever play at the next level, and I don't know that that will happen for him because even though he's long and 7'4 wingspan and all that, he's not the quickest cat. Um, he's going to have to be able to hit threes. All right, Hans has a whole little who's better thing here, so we'll do them one by one. Pound for pound, Cassius or Skiles? In college, boy, that's tough, but I'll give me Cassius. Mm, you want Skiles? I am going Skiles. I, had, I, I had love Cassius. I had Cassius ranked number two all time. I think I had Skiles like five mm. on there at MSU. Bobby Morris or Scott Green? Never saw Bobby Morris play, or didn't, don't remember seeing Bobby Morris play. I shouldn't say that. Scott Green was at just amazing hips. I mean, what? The way he swiveled. Billy Joe Dupree or Mitch Lyons? Uh, Billy Joe Dupree, better player. Got to go Mitch. Pawpaw or South Haven? Oh, Pawpaw's a a good place, but South Haven on the lake is is outstanding. I'm a South Haven guy. 60s Coral Coral (laughs) Gables or 90s Dooley. Dooley's or, or, uh, and sensations, if I can say it. Never went to 60s Coral Gables. I can't give you an answer. I have no idea. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, not a huge either of either, but yeah, yeah, I've seen Star Wars, Chicken Coop or Russ's. Guessing that's chicken places. Yeah, Chicken Coop. I'm just guessing. Russ's sounds good. KY Jelly or Astro Glide? <laughs> Graham, uh, KY. <laughs> I knew he'd answer it. Baghdad Bob or Sean Spicer? Oh, good question. I'm gonna Baghdad go Baghdad Bob. Yeah, you going Baghdad? Okay, I guess so. Yeah, Hans Jurgen this one i don't think i should allow my youngster to scratch any more lottery tickets or watch me gamble last week we walked in a new sports bar and he asked if there was any betting in this place should i be worried uh no you should be proud yeah i mean a tear would come down my cheek if i had a kid there there are two ways to look at this one is uh you take him to see mark and jay at north coast wealth management right away and he he just learns the ins and outs of, of financial management and and how to take care of his money but there are two one thing if you like, there's part of me that wishes I never got into gambling when I was 20 years old in college and didn't win my first five or six bets on Michigan State basketball in the 2000 NCAA tournament because that led to a life of gambling, right? And I don't know that that really helped overall. I'm not, like, 
significantly up for my life. Put it that way. Have you ever had to sell anything? No. Yeah, you're good. Um, but uh, there's a second side of this: is if you're going to make your be- biggest gambling mistakes, you want to do them before you have enough money to really screw up. I mean, you want to do them when like a hundred bucks is a big deal, not when like let's throw let's move ten grand on that. So uh, to learn the hard lessons early is sometimes better. It's good advice. Next one from Hans. Does Jack Ebling or any other MSU celebrity ask about me? Uh, Ebling most days, but other than that, I have not heard. Yeah, it's getting kind of creepy. It's yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hawkins, what do you think of the proposals to expand the college football playoffs? Is 12 teams too much? I like it. At first, I wanted you know I wanted eight, um, and I thought eight was a nice fit, but I actually like 12. If we're going to go that route, and I like the plan, and I like the idea that you can play for a bye, and uh, I love that Notre Dame can't get one. Um, that's just weird. Uh, Lee, I don't know. I just like – I don't know why I dislike Notre Dame enough to enjoy that, but I do enjoy it strangely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, next one from Jake. Great column on how to revitalize and renovate downtown Lansing. Do you have any ideas for what the city should do about the Common Ground Music Festival? Well, thank you, Jake. Uh, you can read that at lsj.com. Um and uh, and Jason Ken with either of his subscriptions. Yep, um, about <laughs> four of them. Just got to get that Facebook password. Uh, Common Ground is really faded. Like it used to be a pretty cool thing. They had good acts, and it was like five days. It's been way cut down. To me, if anything stops being cool, just get rid of it and do something else. Like things have their run, and it. it and well, I they think, used to get big acts. That's what I mean. And I think Common Ground may be at that point where they need to like, if they don't have the money and they don't have, they're not getting the acts, and it's not the cool event that it was. Maybe you can it and you start something fresh. They, forever they had what was called Michigan Fest. You remember that when we were kids down oh, here? Oh, God, yeah. Saw they, Al Green there. Yeah, they had big acts, and that was great. And then that devolved. And, and there was the you know, the River Fest, which was on Labor Day weekend in Lansing. It was where the big Gus Macker was, and they had all sorts of rides downtown. And River Fest sort of became common ground, and Michigan Fest went away, and it became that. Like, things change, and maybe it's time for common ground to, to yeah, when you start having fog hat cover bands as your main stage. Not cool. Yeah. Next one from Jake. Since Madison, Wisconsin was mentioned in your column about downtown Lansing, I think it's also bad that both Indianapolis and Columbus make Lansing look like a small one-horse town. Do you agree? Hey. Yes. Well, a couple things. One, Indianapolis is a yeah much bigger city. So is Columbus. Columbus is the biggest city in Ohio. Columbus is bigger than Cincinnati or Cleveland. You drop that knowledge at parties. I ever, yeah, that's how I got my wife. That was my first line. <laughs> Let me tell you about Columbus. Um, the uh, I I think Lansing's got a lot of work to do. There are things that hurt Lansing, including it's about fifty thousand people smaller than it should be. I wish Michigan State was closer and more connected in certain ways. Um, but there are lots of things they need to do. The, the thing that Madison does so great is their Capitol Square, and Lansing, the buildings facing our best asset, the Capitol, are a fucking parking garage. Office buildings, a post office, churches, like it's bars, restaurants, and their offices up top. Bars, restaurants, hotels. That's what's got to face that. And and uh, whoever built Madison, Wisconsin 100 years ago versus who built Lansing, much smarter person in Madison. Jake Hawkins with this one. Despite last night's loss, are you guys all in for the Nets to win the NBA championship? Even more so now because they were way behind. Like that was a disaster game, and it wound up being a close game. Like that was their bad game, I think. I think they went 4-1. Yeah, Durant was off. No one was hitting last night. Yeah, I think they went 4-1. Yeah, you can't beat this, that Nets team in a seven-game series, right? No, I don't think. And then, and the other thing, you know, 
I, I don't think Philly – it'll be interesting with Embiid if Philly gets there because of his size, but I, I just don't think either one of those teams are good enough to beat the Nets. And uh, Hawk with this one in an interview on 97 won the ticket. Izzo mentioned earlier this week that Gabe Brown has made a monster jump. Should we expect a huge senior year from him? So Gabe Brown is, is like Michigan State's offensive line. He is in a show-me situation. It's prove it to believe it. I like Gabe Brown personally. I think he's a really nice guy. When I used to do the made-up mailbags, Gabe was one of the characters I created, right? Love that stuff. But at this point, and I, and I do think that Josh Langford being back uh, sort of stymied his development, but he's got he's to show it. I mean, you're not going to believe it no matter what anybody says until you see it on the court. Next one from Hawk. Would you say that Izzo ties and breaks Bob Knight's all-time Big Ten basketball wins record in three or four years? Yes, because he's close enough. Hold on. Um, I got you covered. No problems. Thanks for your patience. We won't be long now. Okay. Let me see if I can pull this up. I, I, should, I meant to look this up. Um, so most wins in Big Ten basketball. Oh, this is fucking good. Fuck the internet. The internet sucks. Um, I, I, I don't know the exact years. Um, I meant to pull that up. You have the whole internet in front of you? All of it. But I do think that would be something that would mean something to Izzo, to put it that way. I don't think he'll stick around beyond... You know, if, if things aren't going well or he's miserable or whatever. But if he's close, I, I think that record would mean something to him. Uh, next one, or lastly, from the Hawk. Can you send stories worth telling via direct message on Twitter to the Couch and the Rube? You can. The, the, the DMs are open, so just DM us, and we'll start, you know. Um, the idea is Mondays and Fridays to do them. And, the Friday, you know, we get these shows that are jam-packed, but we're going to start making time, two on a Monday, and try and make sure we get one on a Friday. Upper deck jerk guy. Up next, how much are you down in gambling this year? Where are you at? I'm not. No, I'm not talking about it. You think I pay attention? It's or like keep the vac- track. It's like the vaccination is personal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you who I voted for. I'm not telling you about my gambling losses. Just saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not up, but I'm not. I'm having fun. I'm not substantially down either. Upper deck jerk guy. How can you tell if you just have a cold or have the COVID? Well, for most of the last year, if you were sick, you had COVID. Because we weren't around people. Unless you were in a situation where you were around people. Like, I didn't see a germ for, like, 12 months, and I got COVID. The first sign of sniffles I had, I had COVID. So, if, if you, and if you're getting a cold and you're not around people, you probably need to get the vaccine because your immune system sucks. So, um, but, yeah, I just get yourself tested. Chipotle or Qdoba? Chipotle or Qdoba, yeah. Wherever I'm at, I'm cool either way. Not really picky. I can't tell the difference. Upper deck jerk guy is hot dog a sandwich? No. I mean, no, probably not. I mean, it's technically not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Uh, jerk guy, should people edit their tweets or just type me and let me fit? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Typo? Yeah, probably a typo. Just let me fit it? Yeah. I don't know. And last, Let me, let me fix. I think he meant fix. Let, let me, me fix, fix it. Ah, uh, Yes. I, yes. Uh, yes, I do wish we had. Like, I understand the idea that people shouldn't be allowed to edit their tweets because it changes the comments underneath, and it lets people get out of things that they said that were bad. But I do think there should be like a thirty second, like, oh, because I, I tweet things all the time, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh fuck, I just misspelled this, or I did that, or I'm missing an uh, or something. You should be able to fix that. 
And they're screen grabs. If someone writes something, they're gonna someone's gonna screen grab it really quick anyway. All right. Lastly, from the upper deck jerk guy, can you speak any other languages? Qu'est-ce qu'il y a dans le bois? What's in the box in French? Uh, Like, I I got like four sentences in French. You got Australian though. I know. (laughs) What's in the box? That's not a box. This is a box. Clearly, the prides of Waverly High School and Lansing schools here. Absolutely. Want to thank Groovy Donuts, and uh, and thank you for your Groovy Donut questions. Go to GroovyDonuts.com. Make Groovy Donuts part of your weekend. Uh, also, thanks to uh, our, our friends Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Um, they are going to be our Friday sponsors going forward and, and really excited about them. Go to NorthCoastWM.com for more. Uh, good guys, uh, trustworthy guys, guys we've gotten to know a little bit here. And, of course, SkyMint. Uh, go to SkyMint.com. And uh, for location information, specials, and uh, three in the greater Lansing area, plenty more throughout Michigan. And Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Michigan Avenue, or sorry, Washington Avenue. Have a great weekend. Couch in the roof. From her point of view than it is from my point of view. And I, and I trust her. And they, like I said, they both work well. Cheyenne has a good feel for what's working for her. And, and they, they have these little signals. 